views and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, J. Ryle. Today is April 11, 2021. Here are the topics that we will discuss right here on the serious side of the J. Brown Show. The state called three medical experts today in the ninth day of testimony for the Derek Chauvin trial, including Dr. Martin Tobin, who specializes in breathing issues. And he testified really what is the central argument for the state today, saying that in his medical opinion, it was Derek Chauvin's restraint and positioning of George Floyd last May 25th that caused him to lose all of his oxygen, leading to his heart stopping and his death. When you have to breathe through a narrow passageway, it's like uh, breathing through a drinking straw. But it's much worse than that, because breathing through a drinking straw I mean, is somewhat unpleasant, but not that unpleasant. Drawing your attention to uh, page 4, section 5-104.01. Sir, is this the professional uh, policing policy? Yes, it is. And could you read the first bullet, please? Uh, The first bullet reads, be courteous, respectful, polite, and professional. And if you would then also read the third bullet. Ensure that the length of any detention is no longer than necessary to take appropriate action for the known or suspected offense. The Texas State Senate has passed a sweeping elections bill. In part, it would limit early voting hours, make drive-through voting illegal, and restrict voting by mail. Texas Democrats claim the legislation is intended to keep their supporters away from the polls. In less than two weeks, enhanced unemployment benefits will begin to expire for 11 million people. At least 7 million kids don't have enough food to eat on a regular basis. 13 million people are behind in their rent. And the rescue plan is absolutely essential for turning this around, getting kids back to school safely, getting a lifeline in small business, and getting the upper hand on COVID-19. Police in the small town of Windsor, Virginia, find themselves in the national spotlight tonight. They're being sued by an Army officer who is black and Latino after a traffic stop last December. Get out! Get out of the car! Get out! I have not committed any crime. We move on now to embattled Florida Congressman Matt Gates, fiercely defending himself over allegations of sexual misconduct and sex trafficking. Gates rejecting calls to resign, defiantly telling a conservative women's group he's not going anywhere. Just wanted to hear banging songs, you know what I mean? And I know I put out at least half the banging rap joints that's out there, so you know, if I stop, it's over with. 
A short time ago, the death announcement carried out to the gates of Buckingham Palace. Philip and Elizabeth were married nearly 74 years, making him the longest-serving spouse of a British monarch in history. The Duke of Edinburgh retired from royal duties back in 2017. But here is much more on the beloved figure. Online radio at its best. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome back in. My name is Jay Rowland. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rowland Show. Glad you guys are here. I'm here with Miss Vanessa May Bell, the lady who watches MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News, and hang out with Trump people so you don't have to. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, my family. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you on this beautiful Sunday morning? Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. How's everybody doing? I can't speak for everybody, but I'm telling you, I am doing quite outstanding. Thank you for asking. Mr. Elias is in the house. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you? Good morning to you, sir. And good morning, NASA. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mary and the Music. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Rick Sister. Good morning, my brother Jerome. And good morning, my brother Hawk. Johnny D is off this morning. Uh, his son is playing AAU basketball, and his son made the traveling too. So congratulations to Lil Hawk. Uh, has yeah, I, apparently he has better uh, basketball skills than his old man. But you know, I've digressed. <laughs> well, uh, we, wow. We have a well, you know, come on. I mean, I love John. Uh, listen, uh, we have a lot to get into this morning. Uh, but as we always do, take a few minutes for ourselves. We call this a point of personal privilege. Uh, yeah, it's a notable death this week, Pistelius. Uh DMX. Brothers wow, gone, man. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. So right. what happened with DMX, Mr. Elias? Uh He had an overdose, man. When he overdosed, his uh, he had a heart attack, and they, it was too. It was uh, they said his brain uh, lacked oxygen for so many, so long that uh, you know he was brain dead, man. It was unbelievable, man. My brother was just unbelievable. Hey, you know, wow. Tried to try to strive and watch some stuff about him. Um, all week long, and I, you know, just tragic story, man. Tragic. You know, the thing is, what I did realize was how DMX found faith as I was preparing to, you know, have this discussion with you guys. Uh, Vanessa, do you even know who DMX is? You kind of, your voice kind of cracked a little bit with me. What did you ask me? No, I was asking, do you even know who DMX is? You know, I I figured it was going to be a topic of conversation, so I had to go in and get his top five songs, the top ten. So then I realized oh, wow. who he was when I heard one of them. Huh? Which one? Then I mean, I, I said, uh, oh, wow. I realized who he was. <laughs> so, 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 which, so which song did you uh, hear that made you realize who he was? <laughs> Let's call this the cruise song. Y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. <laughs> and I knew who he was. <laughs> the cruise ship. Yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. That gets the party wow. jumping in the club on the cruise ship. 
Passing of the prince. I wish he had made it to a hundred. I just think there's wow. something special about making it to a hundred years old. So I don't know. Oh, okay. That's all I got to say about that. So that, here's the million dollar question. Travel. Well, that's there yeah. it is. That was the million dollar question. I was thinking as soon, and because of this atmosphere and environment in which we live. Mm-hmm. The first thing that crossed my mind when I heard about his death was, will Harry and Meghan make the trip? And so now we found out, now we find out that Harry will be there, but Meghan can't travel, quote unquote, because she is in the late stages of her second pregnancy. Or let me say pregnant with her second child, because I'm not sure if she's ever had miscarriages or not. Ms. Elias, when you heard about the death, you go ahead. What? Like, but if I don't like you, 
wish the hell I would. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that she just couldn't travel. She's in her last, she's in her last term. That baby could be born in June. She did not tell nobody on that Oprah show what month that baby was going to be due. She just oh, oh, okay, okay. summer baby. All right, l- l- let me ask you this, and I'll ask both of you guys. I'll ask you both of you guys just real quick, and then we have to go. Give me a percentile. 50-50, okay, do you think if you had to place a bet on or had to make an assumption, do you think that it was more because of her pregnancy or more due to the fact that she really didn't want to be in that environment? Because when you watch the Oprah interview, it really had an adverse effect on her. So let me go to you, Vanessa. Give me 50-50. 50% uh, travel, 50% royals, or is it 60-40? Give me your breakdown. 60% her baby, 40% she'll like them. Vanessa, that's only 90. There's 10% that's out there somewhere. Where, is, where do you assign 40? that 10%? Oh, I thought she said 50. My bad. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry, guys. I'm down. I thought I heard 60. Okay, so you think... 60-40. Okay. Okay, but that, that's, a high, that's a high percentile on the Royals. Mr. Elliott, same question to you. I, I, I say 90-10, man. 90 because she's pregnant and 10 percent because she don't want to go. You know, think about it. <laughs> you guys. Perception. <laughs> no, no. Perception. Okay, if she wasn't pregnant and she didn't go, what would be the perception of it then? See, man, you got oh, to okay. protect your brand. And her brand, how, how damaged would her brand be if she didn't go? Okay, but see, you, you, you're you're damn you're damn near making my point, but that's okay. So you're saying ninety ten. So no, basically, no. Mr. Elias is saying, yes, you are. You're saying that ninety percent. So you're saying basically the reason why she's not going is legitimate. Basically, the information mm-hmm. that they put out to the press. Vanessa's saying, yeah, but I'm going to say it's seventy thirty. I'm going to say it's seventy percent that she don't want to be there and thirty percent because of her child. Because like Vanessa said, I used to have to travel overseas uh, on business and we ha- we we flew first class. And when I tell you that there are beds, televisions, I mean my goodness, it's a beautiful thing. So I think it's seventy thirty. Vanessa's doing sixty forty. Mister Les is doing ninety ten. There's our wrap up. We are done talking about the Royals. Coming up next is an NPR news update, and we'll get into the show. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show. Good morning, and welcome aboard. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. President Biden is applauding today's agreement between two South Korean companies that manufacture batteries for electric vehicles. The companies settled a two-year legal battle over trade secrets. NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports the deal averted a potential setback for the U.S. electric vehicle industry. LG Energy Solution, the world's second largest EV battery manufacturer, accused SK Innovation, the sixth largest, of stealing its trade secrets. In February, the U.S. International Trade Commission ruled in LG's favor and slapped a 10-year ban on SK imports. The two sides reached a deal hours before the deadline for President Biden to veto the ITC ruling or let the ban take effect. SK agreed to pay LG $1.78 billion in cash and royalties, and both companies will halt all litigation. This will allow SK to complete work on an EV battery plant in Georgia to supply Ford and Volkswagen. 
LG runs a plant in Michigan. It's building another in Ohio and plans to invest $4.5 billion by 2025 to expand production capacity. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. At least 80 pro-democracy protesters were killed by security forces in Myanmar on Friday. Michael Sullivan reports violent demonstrations have been flaring up for more than two months, ever since the country's military overthrew the democratically elected government. It's the highest single-day death toll since mid-March, according to the Assistance Association for Political Prisoners. It's also an escalation, according to some local media, who say security forces used mortars and rifle grenades against protesters in the town of Bago, about 60 miles from Myanmar's biggest city, Yangon. State-run television on Friday said 19 people had been sentenced to death for their role in a previous protest. Michael Sullivan reporting from neighboring Thailand. Voters in Ecuador are heading to the polls today in the nation's presidential election. NPR's Philip Reeves reports the runoff is taking place amid growing economic strife in the South American nation. Times are hard in Ecuador. COVID-19 has battered its once oil-rich economy. Unemployment is soaring and so are social tensions. Now Ecuadorians must choose a president from two men offering sharply different solutions. Andres Arauz is just 36, a left-wing economist who's a protege of former president Rafael Correa. Leftists around Latin America will see his victory as further evidence there on the rise. His opponent is Guillermo Lasso, a millionaire banker and former finance minister who's running for president for the third time. Polls indicate the race is tight, but that many voters aren't much enthused by either candidate. Philip Reeves, NPR News. This is NPR News in Washington. The Republican Party is in shambles. Defeated, shamed, reviled. For four years, they towed the party line. And as they did, new stars emerged. Stars like Matt Gates, slick and sycophantic. Gates was a man after Trump's own heart. Like Trump, he bought influence and power through his family's wealth, spilled his ego on everyone he met. And now he's under investigation on allegations of sex trafficking and a sexual relationship with an underage girl. Gates won't lose the support of its mentor over this, and the Republican Party still does what Donald Trump says. They got into bed with a madman, and they still believe they can outlast the stain of Trump's legacy. But some things can't be washed away. Some things are just too dirty. The state called three medical experts today in the ninth day of testimony for the Derek Chauvin trial, including Dr. Martin Tobin, who specializes in breathing issues. And he testified really what is the central argument for the state today, saying that in his medical opinion, it was Derek Chauvin's restraint and positioning of George Floyd last May 25th that caused him to lose all of his oxygen, leading to his heart stopping and his death. Good morning, welcome back in 347-850-1272. It's a video everyone in the courtroom has been shown repeatedly of George Floyd face down on the street with Derek Chauvin's knee on his back. 
But this time, it was slowed down so the jury could see the briefest widening of Mr. Floyd's eyes. What the expert witness on the stand on Thursday said was his last conscious moment. One second he's alive, one second he is no longer alive, said Dr. Martin Tobin, adding that the moment, that was the moment when the life goes out of uh, George, Floyd's, George Floyd's body. Now, Dr. Tobin is a pulmonologist who specializes in the mechanics of breathing, presented the prosecution's first extended testimony on a central question in the murder of Mr. Charlton. How did George Floyd die? You're seeing here fatal injuries to the brain from lack of oxygen, the uh, doctor said. Now, so this is week two of the Derek Chauvin trial. And, you know, every show, as long as the trial goes on, I am going to ask the question to Mr. Elias, the original question that I asked him, does he have faith in the process and will Derek Chauvin receive a lengthy jail sentence. And so, Mr. Elias, there's a question for you this week after you've watched some of the events that have happened this past week, uh, medical uh, medical experts' testimony, thing of that nature. The chief of police actually testified this week as well. Mr. Elias, give me your thoughts. I still don't think that man is going to do nothing. I'm telling you. I just don't. Because you got you to you put that in the, in the hands of the jury. Right, and the jury, you know, I'm looking. If you look in the chat room, most white, if it's if it's a lot of white folks on that jury that feel like the people in our chat room, guess what's going to happen? They're going to say, ah, he didn't, he didn't mean to, or George Floyd was a he was a horrible person. He was a drug addict. He did this before in his life. He did that before in his life. He's done this before in his life. I'm telling you, man. You got you to gotta dig into the psyche. It ain't, and it's, it's usually not about what you – look, man, these juries and the way that hate is today, come on, brother. I don't, I don't have no faith in the judicial system. Vanessa, I'm not sure if Mr. Elias is watching as much of the trial as we are. Um, but what I do am? you think? You think after well, – well, I mean, we're watching it all day, every day. And I'm pretty sure you're at work, so I'm not sure if you're getting most of it. But, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure you do your due diligence and uh, you're able to have it to tell us your conversation about it. Vanessa, you know, same question for you. After watching week two of uh, testimony by mostly medical experts, uh, what do you think? You think do you still have the same? Well, I think you were thinking that he's, you know, you're Mr. You and Mr. Elias are on the same boat here. You're thinking that this no, guy is going to get a slap on the wrist. No. Well, I thought last no, week you said no, that no. he's not going to get life. Okay. I said he's right, not going to get life. I said he's not no, no, going to get I, life. But he's going to get okay. Okay. That's what I said. Okay. Wait, wait a minute now. Okay. All right. But wait a minute now. Let me make sure because when you said life, I think life, you answered. Right. Well, with those options are not on the table. So, you know, that, that was never an option. He would a life time. in prison. Okay. So let me ask you. So do you think he can he receive up to 40 years in prison? Okay. He can receive up to 40 years he in prison 20. based on his charges. 20. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mr. Elias? I like the way. So, so how many years do you think he's going to get, Mr. Elias? Between five to seven. If that. I said a light sentence, and that's I didn't say none. I said a, I've always said a light sentence. He's gonna get between five. What do you consider years. light? 
Five to seven what? years for killing somebody. What? That's long. Yeah, that's life. Okay, we get five to seven years. It's a third degree. The Vanessa, huh? it's a third degree murder charge. It's a third degree murder charge. Keep that in mind. Go ahead. But five to I'm seven saying, years means that he only has to do two and a half. For good behavior. Okay. Oh, that ain't gonna happen. Okay. I cannot believe they will burn <laughs> on my they gonna burn that shit down. I'm sorry. I know. Vanessa. No. Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. I no. like this part. Okay. You you know the Laquan McDonald case in Chicago. You, you, you keep bringing that case up, Mr. Elias, but, but, but you, you keep bringing that case evidence. up. I, I think that was evident, There was evidence that man killed that boy, and he shot 16 times. 16 Mr. Elias, times. but you, yeah, but you keep, okay. But you keep, five years. He got seven years. Seven. Okay. I didn't look at him years killing that boy. I was hanging out with Trump, and they didn't have CNN. Well, they, I'm telling you, Laquan McDonald is a prime example of what happened. Seven I, years, I, man. Sally, yes, you, you keep, you keep bringing that up. Years. The man who they well, shot Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, what he was talking running. about is... He was not let running. Let be quiet. He and was let him just, away from let him just talk. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, he, he, you're comparing apples to oranges. The reason why I say How? that, Mr. Elias, is because... Uh, well, can I can I can I tell how? you how? The, 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 yeah. the reason why is because that guy had a knife in his hand as he's walking so, away. Mister Elias, I get that. Uh, uh, okay, all right. I, I'm, I'm not. I, you, you, it's like you. It's like you can't understand what I'm trying to say to you. I agree with you. You think I'm your enemy on this? I, okay, I'm, I'm there with it. All right, let, let's. I'm done, Mr. Elias. You are comparing apples to oranges. This guy, people how? can legitimately say, okay, let me tell you how. People can look at that situation and say he had a knife, okay? That may justify their reasonings for wanting to side with the police officers. I don't agree with it, but I'm telling you that element exists. There is no weapon in the George Floyd situation. None. What about Jacob? This about was Jacob a. Blake? Was he, did he have a knife? Did Jacob Blake have a knife? He got shot in the back seven okay, times. Seven. All right. You know what they talked about? Let's bring it. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Elias, I, listen, man. I, I get it. I understand your frustration, and I get it. I'm asking you, based on what we're seeing in the George and the Derek Chauvin uh, murder trial, it, it, what do you think? You're saying that he's going to get five to seven years. I agree with Vanessa. They would tear that bitch down if if that's the verdict. Let's let's bring in uh, Jackie. Uh, well, I, I agree with it. Let's bring in Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. Welcome into the serious side. Apologies for last week. I'm not sure why we weren't able to get you on the air. But welcome okay. in. Good morning. How are y'all doing today? Give me your comments on this thing here, Jackie. Yeah. Good morning, uh, Jackie. I just, the, the genocide of black people continues. And I just, mm-hmm. it's just certain things. You're like, why is there even a trial where it was clear what he did that day? Because and and that's day. why that's why I, I haven't watched the trial because I cannot bear because hey, from Rodney King on to so many other cases where it was clear what happened, you saw the verdict. 
and I guess I just can't bear to see another case where it's clear what he did and for it to turn out from anywhere from a not guilty to some light slap in the hand sentence. Because it's been said numerous times if it, if it was a dog, if it was a dog, something would have been done. But hey, a black man, hey, let him sit there and die. Well, it's just, it's just, well, look, it's to the point where you just can't bear to see it anymore. I agree with you on that, Jackie, to a certain degree. I think that you have to look at the times. You bring up Rodney King, and I agree. I mean, I think that was the flashpoint. That was really the first time America was able to see behind the scenes, so to speak, because up until the Rodney King incident, you never saw anything like that on TV. I mean, you didn't because people didn't have smartphones or a lot of people didn't have video cameras. Remember, video cameras used to be these big bulky things you carried around, and they were very expensive. So only the few had video cameras back in the day. But the Rodney King incident called on tape really opened up the doors, and we began seeing police brutality or seeing what police officers would do when the light's not shined on them. But the reason why I think this case is a little different is because of the testimonies that we've been watching this past week. You know, the prosecutors and people who are watching the trial, were, they were concerned about the medical examiner's uh, testimony because during the autopsy report, he did mention that it was a homicidal death, but in a medical sense, which means that the death didn't happen naturally. But he did not go on to say that asphyxia was the reason for it. But when he testified, to me, he was a very solid uh, uh, witness. But Dr. Tobin, in my opinion, really brought it home. Here's a, a clip of what Dr. Tobin, I'm going to ask someone to, to, to reduce their, put yourself on mute if you're going to be moving around because we can hear it. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of, uh, of Dr. Turbin. Tobin, excuse me, uh, his testimony this past week, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. Second thing, separate from this, on this slide, you can see that Mr. Floyd has his face rammed in to the street because he's using his face here to as to try and crank up his chest. He's actually using his forehead and his nose and his chin as a way of trying to help them get air into the right side of his chest as another way to crank up his chest. So based on the formula here, you can tell that as you are narrowing and narrowing, the effort to breathe is going to become extraordinarily high and at some stage unsustainable. You're just not going to be able to do it. So in this case, build uh, is quite erect here. But in particular, what you're seeing is that the toe of his boot is no longer touching the ground. This means that all of his body weight is being directed down at Mr. Floyd's neck. Online radio at its best. I thought his testimony was fascinating, how he broke it down, how he was instructing the jurors to feel certain parts of their neck to really explain his points. I thought it was fascinating. Let's uh, bring in Steve. Steve, good morning. Welcome into the serious side, man. Uh, we have to say in regards to uh, the George Floyd uh, murder trial or the Derek Chauvin murder trial. 
uh, very, very arrogant to not plead guilty, extremely arrogant, the arrogance of these crooked cops. And one of the big secrets on that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, – they want to phase out the majority of humans on the police force. RoboCop is the goal. Um, but to sell it to the public. See, see, uh, see. Yeah, but, but also also <laughs> on, that, on that is um, the United Nations. There's a lot of vision from people in the church of the United Nations governing the country in the future. So that, but to do that, you have to federalize. You have to get rid of these local sheriffs. They're tired of these local sheriffs having a lot of power. They could, these local sheriffs have a lot of power. They want to get rid of that. But the big thing is he's arrogant and, 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 and federal. He should be in federal court, too, because I remember, remember the Michael, the Walter Scott shooting in South Carolina. They gave him 20 years in federal prison. He should, he should be in federal court regarding that situation as well. He shouldn't even be in state court. He should be in federal so, because Steve, that's a hate Steve, let me get you O.T. and ask your question. So, yeah. Steve, what, how long do you do you think that the police officer is going to serve any time, or do you think he's going to uh, get away with his scot-free? He's going to serve major time, maybe life in prison without parole, because what they want to do is once they send that to the cops and let them know the new culture, that you can, and Hillary Clinton, when she ran for office, she wanted federal laws that if you shot an unarmed civilian, you were going to federal prison. Once they set the standard, there's going to be less cops enrolling to be police officers, and then they're going to phase in robots, and they're going to phase in cyborgs to replace humans as cops. That's the agenda. Right. That's the goal. He's, he's getting life free, right, no doubt. All right, we gotta we, we gotta go. Appreciate it. All right, you know, well, I, life in prison is not even on the agenda. Thanks, Steve, for calling. I don't even think that's a possible charge. One of the things I want to talk about in the last two minutes we have, and once again, I'm going to ask whoever it is if you're moving around, mute your mic because we can really hear it with no background music. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up real quick here before we get out of here is the fact that once again we have a situation where we have. You know, Derek Chauvin's on trial, but it's like George Floyd is on trial, Mr. Elias, because we're bringing up his past drug charges. We're talking mm-hmm. about how he used to do drugs. But one of the things that we're not hearing is about Derek Chauvin and one of the uh, arrests that he had back in 2017, similar situation with a 14-year-old. He had his knee on his back, and the teen says he can't breathe. But for some odd reason, you know, the, the law looks at this as being uh, detrimental to the defendant when you bring up old things. But in my opinion, it should be open game. And the only way this can be introduced in this trial is if Derek Chauvin takes the uh, stand. Uh, last uh, 30 seconds, you still have to belong to you. He's doing that. Well, he's not going to do you know, uh, he he'd be, he'd be a fool to do that, man. Like I said, man, uh, this guy's had a history of it. He, 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 cops have had histories of it, and this ain't the first time he's done it. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just wait for the outcome. How about that? How about that? You, the, the man, uh, there it is. How about that? Nothing else to be said. All right, we're going to step out, take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. Why history is studied 365 days a year. 
Black history is celebrated during the month of February, yet some non-black people find the emphasis on Black History Month to be divisive and racist. Fact is, there would be no need to contextualize black history if world and American history was presented in an honest light, not excluding but including all history absent of prejudice and bias. Here on the serious side, we have made the commitment to celebrate black history 365 days a year. In this week's edition of In 4 Minutes or Less, Something That You Need to Know, we will feature inspirational quotes from notable black figures. It's Kavita time. In 4 Minutes or Less, Something That You Need to Know. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like life, I'll rise. I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war. The bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. We declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. Soul has no color, no shape, no form. You have the power to change perception, to inspire and empower, and to show people how to embrace their complications and see the flaws and the true beauty and strength that's inside all of us. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. For those who marched and for those who prayed and for those who sang and bled and for those who believed and for those who died, I stand as 10,000 to the 10th power. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans and soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. 
online radio at its best. The Texas bill is still up for consideration in the state house, but Democrats say it targets some of the Lone Star State's most Democratic areas, like Harris County, encompassing Houston, where more than 100,000 cast drive through ballots last year during the pandemic. Critics also say it would make it harder for minority voters to cast ballots. It is you know, part of this pattern that we're seeing across the country of bills that would make it harder to vote and uh, suppress the vote. About 55 more restrictive voting proposals are up for serious consideration in 24 states. Five have been signed into law, including the new law in Georgia passed last week. While some states expanded voting options due to COVID, CBS News election law expert David Becker says proposals like the one in Texas go far beyond returning to pre-pandemic levels. The provisions in the Texas law are actually making Texas even worse than they were before the pandemic. It is making it harder for people to vote by mail. One of the most restrictive states, if not the most restrictive states for mail voting in the country. Corporate opposition to the Republican proposals is growing. American Airlines, a major Texas employer, says it's strongly opposed to the Texas bill because it will limit voting access. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It's 41 minutes after the hour you're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS radio network. Online radio is best. The Texas Senate passed new voting legislation on April 1st. As the bill goes through the state house, corporations like Dell Technologies and American Airlines, both based in Texas, have started advocating against it, arguing that it restricts voter access. To justify many of the changes in the law, Texas Republicans are pointing to the 2020 election practices in Harris County, which includes Houston, arguing that the county went far beyond the Texas election code in allowing drive-through voting, sending out mail-in ballot applications, and allowing voters to register through post office box addresses. While Harris County did come under scrutiny for expanding voter access in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, a bipartisan multi-agency election security task force found no cases of voter fraud in the county for the 2020 elections. Once again, here we are, Republicans trying to do what they do. Let me open this thing up to you, Vanessa. We talk, we've been talking about Georgia for the longest. Texas has been operating under the radar. Now, Texas, the light is on you. Look at what they're trying to do here in the state of Texas. What do you have to say about what Greg Abbott and state Republicans are doing to try to minimize our ability, and I'm just going to call it what it is, people of color's ability to vote, because they know that they can't win unless they cheat. What say you, Vanessa? I'm so sick of Cancun Cruz and Greg Abbott. I don't know. I just don't know what to do, Jay. I'm so sick of them. But, you know, I was trying to keep my blood pressure down because it's been acting crazy not to have to start posting this stuff because God knows I've lost a lot of friends posting trying to get Trump out of office. But I guess I'm going to have to get back on the poll and start posting to get them to understand what is going on and it's not being discussed. Um, I just hope that all of this stuff goes to the Supreme Court where it can be changed. And Sheila Jackson, Lee Nim Jay are doing the best they can to try to get some of this stuff changed in Texas. 
But Texas is turned into so race, such a racist place to, at this point in the game. I wouldn't suggest that people live in Texas except for the cost of living is cheap. Um, I just think it's horrible. I think I think it's horrible. I'm ready for them to go. People need to make sure that they vote in February, and I'm going to start on that at the end of summer, trying to get those same people to get back out there and get ready to vote for February 2022. So I'm just trying to lay back, but, Jay, it's, it's awful. Greg Abbott could care less about black people. He could care less about anybody that's not a Republican. He don't care if they're white. So I'm not going to say that Greg Abbott is going after just black people with this because you got white people that mail in votes that are disabled here in Texas as well. So, <laughs> No, yes, he is. Let me tell you why, Vanessa. What's happening is those white people that mail in ballots, they're collateral damage. That's what they are. Because if you go back and look at it, when you talk about white people, you said, well, it's affecting white people as well. White people in this scenario are their collateral damage, okay? They're running the risk. Yeah, we will will lose some white votes, but the bottom line is the numbers tell us that if we put these uh, restrictions in place, that it will have an adverse effect on People of yeah, people of color, absolutely. So they don't care. They'll lose a few because at the end of the day, it's you know they may lose a couple of battles, but they want to win the war. And Mr. Elias, this is just once again a situation or a scenario where these Republicans across the nation, they're looking at the numbers, they're looking at what statistics tell them the browning of America, and they know that they cannot win unless they do these types of things. They understand that their grip on power is coming to an end real, real soon. And so what must we do to try to maintain power? We put restrictions in place. Well, you know, Jay, I, you know, the Republican Party have proved who they are for the longest. They can't win a race without cheating. They've done this time and time again. And they're going to continue to do it because this is who they are. They're not going to stop cheating to win, win elections. This is, this, is, this is what they do. And these, these clowns are just, hey, man, they're unbelievable, man. They are unreal to how they cheat and, and people act like they don't do anything wrong. And, you know, you'll hear all the comments of, like, why would, why, you know, the, the, the election was rigged. They stole it. Well, prove it. Stop talking about it and prove it. Prove, prove what, what happened. They can't prove it, and they're never going to prove it because the, the reason why they can't prove it because it didn't happen. It didn't happen, the bottom line. So, you know, they're gonna, the Republican parties are who they are, man. They're going to continue to cheat. That's the only way they can win. And instead of just saying whoever gets the most votes wins, not them. We got we to gerrymander districts. We're going to do whatever we can to do to win. And then Joe Manchin's. Joe Manchin is just, um, hey man, I don't even want to talk about that cat. You are not standing up for democracy, but yet and still you want to you want to play nicey nice with the Republicans, really? Stand up for democracy, or, 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 or do, do your voters count? You know, pass the bill. Him and Kristen Cinnamon. Uh, I just they, these people are ridiculous, man. They are. Yeah, they're, they're just totally ridiculous. Well, well I, I think we have to. All the states. Well, 47 states uh, are in the process. 
Yeah, there there are some states. Yeah, there are there is some type of legislation that's going through a lot of the state houses throughout the country to restrict, uh, you know, voter uh, uh, yeah. voter uh, participation. And and here's the thing that makes it so crazy is the fact that this all these actions and measures were implemented because of the big lie. Donald Trump lost the election, and he kept throwing out there that the election would be rigged. If you go back and look in 2016, he started laying that groundwork in 2016 because mm-hmm. all the numbers showed that he was going to lose that race. And so I said this back in the day. I said this back in the day, and I hope someone can go back and find the audio on it. Uh, and I also said this you know, seven years ago on the serious side, we had a big old show and he said, what if Donald Trump wins the presidency? Now, he wasn't running at the time, but he had been making noises. And I have always said the reason why he ran for office was because of publicity. You can tell every time he would have a press conference while president, he would always bring up how big his crowds were. He was in it for the fame and fortune. He didn't think he was going to win. I still say that. And so you can tell by the way he governed. He had no plan. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. In my opinion, he's the greatest con man that's ever graced this planet. That being said, he has a hold on the Republican Party that no one has seen. I can't understand it, Jackie, why people are so infatuated with this man. I can't understand how... 55% 55% of Republicans think that the insurrection that happened on January 6th, Antifa and left-wing people trying to make the president look bad. You see the Republicans just had some gala at his uh, uh, residence in Florida, his private club in Florida. It's like they are hooked with this man. He is the modern-day Jim Jones, as far as I'm concerned. Let's see it's obvious they they because some of them he spoke for them they 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 gravitate to him because they think like him and like they admitted weeks ago what we have to do to win stuff is to cheat i mean they think like him all them people who voted for him and it's really shocking how many people voted for him again why else but they think just like him he he, he was it was like he spoke for them it was like we we gonna make us a revolution now but all i got to say to that is i believe it's time for freedom summer too remember freedom summer back in the 60s i think it's time for another freedom summer don't you for us to rally, just all states rally around Georgia and Texas, because, hey, they're doing it to those states. More is going to be coming. So this is the time for us to really rally around and support. And that's why I thank God for the companies who supporting, you know, going up against the grain, you know, Major League Baseball and other companies that's not supporting this garbage because it's clear. You're trying to suppress voter rights. This don't make no, I mean, it started with their precious leader, Trump, closing all of the ballot boxes and, and hiring that 
man to be over the post, to be over the post office, to do his dirty work through there. I mean, he started it. They still trying to so get I him out. I guess they want to finish it. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is the time where we really need to rally around each other. You cannot let it come out your mouth another time that your vote does not matter. You you just want you just choosing to live under the rock to let that come out your mouth another yeah. time. You see yeah. the lengths that they're willing to go to suppress your vote. You know, but here's the thing that once again they have found experts have come out commission that was put together by Republicans. You know, so that basically the 2020 election, Vanessa, was the most secure election in American history. They are fighting. They're talking about voter fraud when there is none. I think they went back in one county and found that there were seven out of millions and millions of votes. There were 17 uh, questionable ballots. In Georgia, they counted the votes three times. There is no legitimate evidence of voter fraud, but yet they're spending millions and millions of dollars to fight a battle that doesn't exist. What, Vanessa? Because let me step back on, because you were talking to Jackie. When Trump had a party last week at um, Mar-a-Lago, and he called McConnell a dumbass. That was yesterday. And McConnell, was it yesterday? Well, I said last week. Okay, so uh, well, yesterday. I thought it was uh, okay. Friday. Well, actually, you know what? Dumbass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he called him a dumbass, and they still kissed him uh, so, his butt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh-uh. I, I don't get it. I ask this question every week, every day. What does he have on him? This guy is a groper of women. Uh, he has over 20 law uh, suits against him, or at least 20 women have come out saying that he has, you know, had inappropriate sexual behavior with him. We have him on tape talking about grabbing poontang. We have him on tape giving <laughs> Michael Cohen the permission to pay Stormy Daniels. This guy, I mean, my God, I don't understand how this man, but, you know, once again, Mr. Elias, it's the perfect storm because, you know, I still think it all goes back to President Obama and why people were scared out of their cocooties when President Obama became president, and they realized the shift and the change is coming. This only has 30 seconds, man. Well, you know, Jada, here's the whole kitten caboodle. Uh, Jackie said it best. He says what they, he, he brought them out. He says what they were afraid to say out in public because of, 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 of uh, you know, of, of, of what's happening in the, in, in, in the industries. So the bottom line is this, man. This man is a, you know, I, I watched the Jim Jones thing. Strange you should mention that. I watched that this morning. And I'm like, how did they follow this guy? How would they follow him? Well, same thing. I've been watching the QAnon reports on this stuff. 
they follow because they want to believe so bad that this man is is the next coming of God, and that's that's just what it is, man. That's they believe that in their hard hearts. And you know we got we got stupid people in the chat room that 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 that, that one guy in his purple pill. He's never voted, and he's proud to say he's never voted. Well, thank you, brother. Whoever you are, keep not voting. Because if you're that dumb with the stuff you posted in the chat room, I applaud you. You should never vote in life. Your dumb ass should I, I, never I still, vote in life. <laughs> I, I still don't understand why you give these people a platform, but, but all right, Mr. All right, coming up next, the first edition of Mariana's Music Corner. And a presidential... Uh, report card. We're going to grade President Biden. I know that usually the threat. I know the threshold is usually a hundred days in office, but we're going to we're going to take a look at what he's done so far and see if this man has really stood up to his election promises. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rowell Show. We'll be right back after this. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. The smallest beat moments beat can have the biggest beat impact beat on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys.
You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. In less than two weeks, enhanced unemployment benefits will begin to expire for 11 million people. At least 7 million kids don't have enough food to eat on a regular basis. 13 million people are behind in their rent. And the rescue plan is absolutely essential for turning this around, getting kids back to school safely, getting a lifeline in small business, getting the upper hand on COVID-19. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It's the time for the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. 347-850-1272 is the calling number. You can be a part of the conversation. All right. Joe Biden has been president for almost two months, a little over two months, actually. He inherited a terrible economy, people dying during the pandemic, children learning from home while many schools were closed, uh, businesses closing their doors, whether temporarily or permanently, and yet... The Harvey Camp's Harris poll puts his approval rating at 61%, with 31% of Republicans approving of how he's doing so far. So what has Joe, Joe Biden accomplished so far in addition to securing the passage of the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package? Let's take a look at a few of them. Diversity. Candidate Joe Biden pledged to make his, can, his cabinet the most diverse in U.S. history. And he has. Nearly 55% of his cabinet members are people of color, 45% are female. He has also appointed the first openly gay secretary to be confirmed by the Senate with Pete Buttigieg at Transportation, the first woman to lead the Treasury Department with Janet Yellen, and the first Native American in a presidential uh, president's cabinet, uh, uh, Deb Holland. I think she is, uh, I can't remember what. Whatever. But Donald Trump's initial cabinet was 82% white, 82% male. Masks. Unlike his predecessor, Biden has not made masks a political issue, but a health and safety measure. One of the first orders uh, that he put in place was to require masks to be worn on, you know, public transportation, including trains, airplanes, and inner city buses. And the science shows that COVID-19 is transmitted by droplets from our mouth and nose. And by wearing a mask, we are less likely to spread the virus to others or get it ourselves. Biden also made the decision to rejoin the World Health Organization, a move applauded by scientists worldwide. It was also welcomed by millions of voters who felt that the worst time to leave an international alliance was during a pandemic. We have so much more to talk about with this guy. So it's time to grade the president. So let's start with you, Vanessa. Um, when you look at Joe Biden and some of the things that he talked about as a candidate, I you know, pointed out a few things about diversity and things of that nature. How would you rate Joe Biden's performance in office up until this point? Okay, I know I'm fixing to get some crap. How about oh. I really want to just give him a B, but I'm going to be nice and say an A minus because he's done some stuff. One particular thing that I am pissed the hell off with him about, but okay. So I'm gonna say. Uh, Wait a minute, you said you, you said you're pissed off with him about what? I said there is something that I am pissed off at him about. So I can't give okay, him well, an A plus. Or we're grading him, so why don't you why don't you tell us? I mean, because now inquiring minds want to know what is it that you're so pissed off at the president about? 
if, when I tell y'all, when I tell y'all, <laughs> be jumping on me. This is my opinion. And I went to the Facebook page, which they do read, and I put it on there like two, three weeks ago that he needed to <laughs> shut. Oh, Lord, forgive me, Father God. Shut those borders down. I am not paying taxes on houses and cars and the IRS to take care of 16,000 illegal children over here. Shut the damn borders down. Shut them down. Let me me press. I knew y'all was going to have a fit. I don't care. I don't want to be acting like Trump. I am pissed. Okay, look, look, look. He's at, Do y'all know how these children we got home and go home and don't eat? And these children are up in hotel rooms eating and living a life better than the children that we bred over here? What are you talking about? Wait a minute, Vanessa, back up. We have to, okay, we, we, we have to get you straight. Those kids are not living in hotel rooms and eating it up. They are in cages uh, at the border. So, no, I mean, I get what you're no, saying. Not, not yeah, a lot of them are, Vanessa. A, a, a lot of them are, Vanessa. Yes, they are. Okay, yes, a lot they of are. them are, but they got a hotel. Uh, that a lot of these children are saying it. Yes, they are, because I read the whole article, and I went to his Facebook page. It, okay, I don't give a damn if they sleeping on the floor, in a cage, or not. Wow. wow. Send them home. Send wow. them back. Send Very those wow. children back. And wow, what, wow, what wow, wow. What did Biden do? Biden said, let me finish. Let me ask you a question. Finish. Let me ask. Okay, go, go ahead. Let me ask said. you a question. Hold on, because this is what he wow. said. Now is not the time for y'all to come. What kind of shit is that? But that's wow. not the time for y'all to come. They shouldn't be coming anyway. Okay, Vanessa. All right, let, let me ask you a question, Vanessa. I'm going to just <laughs> give you a scenario. You're at home, and, and there's a kid that comes that, that comes to your house and knocks on the door, and he is he or she is fleeing from a situation where either they're going to become sex slaves or they're going to be killed by gang violence. They are in distress. Are you trying to tell me you're going to tell them if a neighbor's Mm -hmm. kid runs to your house and knocks on the door and says, my daddy is trying to rape me, my daddy's trying to kill me, my parents are trying to drown me, I'm coming to you for help. Are you going to say, hey, you know what, it ain't my problem, go back across the street? Is that what you're going to tell that child? Get my hands dry fast enough to tell you. If it's sixteen thousand of them, send them no, no, no. Okay, okay, so okay, so You're let's not say that me one. Because it's, it's, okay, let's compare apples with oh. apples, Jay. You're not okay, comparing no apples with apples. It's Vanessa, not one well, child yeah. coming over here, Jay. It is about sixteen thousand okay. children. But, Why don't but, you just but, send but a whole damn airplane over there? And tell everybody to sit, put your children on the airplane and Vanessa, bring them up to the United States. We're going to take care of them. Vanessa, l- listen, listen to me. Okay. I don't care. When you say comparing, when you say well, I, I, apparently I'm not, but but let me go let me go to you, Jackie, because that's a lost cause talking to her. Listen, we're, we're talking about <laughs> comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, it's 116. Okay, that's fine. 
yeah, we're talking 160,000 or whatever that number she threw out there. But at the end of the day, when you look at it, let's say 160 kids came to your house. I, I can't find it. People don't understand that when you look at what these kids are doing, they are traveling through some of the worst conditions in the world to get to a country that has always been the beacon of hope and light. For, for you to say that we're going to turn away kids, say, oh, well, you know what, we can't help you. Go on back to that life of slave, go on back into that life of, of sex crimes, go into the life where you can become gang members and shoot and kill and you may get shot and killed. Just go back. We, you know, we don't care. Just go back. You figure it out. It's your country's problem. I, 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 I don't know what to say about that. It's a problem, but my goodness, to tell them to go back into that environment is not the answer as far as I'm concerned. Now, if you're saying close the border down because of the inhumane conditions that those kids are kept in, that's one thing. But to say I want them to go back because my tax dollars are paying for this, when your tax dollars are paying for all this crap that the Republicans are doing, and that's not a problem, I find that hard to believe. Jackie, give me a comment and your thoughts on this. Because I'm not in agreement with what was said. I mean, the, the kids, and then they were separated by you know who from their their parents. And I mean, it's a mess. I mean, it's to me, it's a, it's about compassion, having compassion. You know, I mean, these are kids. What did you suggest that they do, Jackie? with all the children who's going to be coming over here. What do you suggest that they do with 50,000 children that the parents are going to send over there for us to educate them? What do you suggest? Just let them keep coming and grow? So while y'all think I'm being uncompassionate, I'm not being compassionate enough, what do y'all suggest they do? Just keep letting 2,000 children a day or 1,000 children a day come over here? Are y'all going to just do y'all have a solution? Do you have a solution well, well, me, other than telling okay. me that I'm wrong? No, no, listen. One of the things you have to do is take a deeper dive into the numbers. One, one, one of the reports that are out there, Ms. Elias, is the fact that Americans, from a birth rate perspective, we're not producing enough children to replace people who are retiring from the workforce. I mean, in order, it's supply and demand. Americans are not having enough kids to replace people who are eventually be leaving the workforce in order for America to continue to have a pace where we have enough people to replace folks who are retiring. You have to look at this thing decades, not, you know, looking at it through your lens. You have to have people come over from other countries to take those jobs because if immigrants weren't here, there would no people would work in the fields of, you know, harvesting crops and doing those types of things. That's why you have a lot of these big-time Republican people saying, oh, we want to send them back, and then you find out that they had illegal aliens working, you know, at their facilities. Donald Trump got in trouble because they found out that he had illegal workers working in his hotel. Mitt Romney had some of those issues during his presidency campaign run. So, yeah, we can yell that we don't want them here, but there are a lot of jobs that Americans are not going to take because they're not going to work for those low wages. And when you look at the numbers, the numbers tell us that we have to have immigration because if we don't, we are not producing enough kids to replace the workforce for generations and generations to come. This thing is it's just not checkers, Mr. Elias. What say you? Well, you know, Jay, look, here, here's the bottom line, man. Uh, you know, all <laughs> I had the same I had the same 
upset with my ex-wife if she shares the message views. Get rid of them. Let them take care. Take care. All these great Christians that we got, that, 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 did God turn his back on you? Or did God say, come on in? Come on, we'll find a way. But all of them are we'll from Mexico, y'all. I don't Some care. Some of these children. Didn't, didn't I'm not going to turn my back on a child. But I'm not going to turn my back on a child. Them, okay, y'all. Mexico is letting them through. So all I'm, I'm saying is gonna... Biden sent Harris over to Mexico because Mexico needs to stop letting them through. There's going to have to be a stopping point somewhere, y'all. Even Obama turned the whole family around and sent them back. Obama's numbers were higher than Trump. Numbers as far as well, that's true. But, but, uh, well, but, but Obama sent the whole family. These people are smart. They're sending children by themselves where they can get raped and anything else coming across the water. One little girl had a dope pocket. These people are smart. They know that's what they're doing. But that's that's not being smart. I don't. You're you're what you're doing is you're saying that you're trying to game the system. If you just think about what you just said, and yet and still they're saying, look, even though those hardships and those uh, obstacles are out there, we still think that it's worth the risk for them to get to America where they can have a better life than me. I mean, as a parent, that is your number one priority. You want your child to have a better life than you. And so you're saying, okay, look, so I'm not going to come. Jay? Jay, what about the children here? But, 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 but you're acting as your... at school. Hold on, y'all. What about the children that live here and the only meals they get of the meals from school, where people like me are writing a check to donate money to the after school program. You know, I, Vanessa. Okay, y'all can laugh because y'all ain't writing no check. You know how you, know how you so, pay for this? Okay. You know how you pay yeah, for this? Yeah, okay. You know how you pay I'm going to get off the subject because y'all ain't writing no check. Y'all don't even write checks for Vanessa, elections. You, so you, I'm, you know how I'm you pay for this? None of this. Okay. You know how you pay for this? How about you charge them damn billionaires and millionaires a fair share of taxes? Because they don't pay a damn thing. Jeff Bezos, exactly. the richest man in and and the richest man in the in the world, he pays he pays zero dollars in taxes. I know. That's how you pay for that. I know the check you I'm paying more than them. They don't they he's don't want to pay nothing. We, we're arguing about poor people. Yeah, Jerome said he's on the line, so I guess I didn't quirk the nerves. So now Jerome is calling in. So. Jerome is on the line. I'm going to let him take it so y'all can finish chewing me out. All y'all want. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's not chewing you out. Because I'm paying my share. I pay my share. I do. But the bottom line is this. We're talking about, we're it, talking about a child. Y'all let Jerome in. I knew it was going to cause a mess when I told y'all what I was mad and fighting about. I knew it. And I don't care. I wish his patient told okay. him. Okay, okay, Vanessa. I tell you what, we're, we're up against a hard break. Uh, we'll we'll get uh, Jerome in on the other side of it. Uh, and wow, I, I didn't realize we, we should have. I wish we could have given this more time. We may bring it up again next week because now I, people are starting to write in about what has just happened. And oh my God, Chatterbox is going to be a trip this morning. All right, we're going to step out, take a break, and listen to the serious side of the Jay Rouse show. Online radio at its best.
347-850-1272. It's 19 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Let's say good morning to the peeps like we always do. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Shut up, Jay. I'm fine. <laughs> 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 I love you too. Mwah. Good morning, Jackie. How are you doing? Well, the views and opinions. The views and opinions. <laughs> Wow. Can we say hello to some people in the chat room real quick because I'm saving this last brother uh, for a reason. Mr. Elias. Uh we got uh Rich Sisters in there with us and that's it. All right, wow, that's that's light. But we have a lot of people listening online. Let's say good morning to the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome is freezing out. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. I see you're not good. I'm gonna ask you how you doing. I know we're gonna we're gonna run a little over this morning. I'm trying to monitor the time. We're we're counting to another block, but 
we're gonna push it a little bit, man. I, do you have anything you want to say? Because uh, the other time, the other block, the time ran out before you got in. Anything you want to add to that conversation during the I, last segment? I, you know what? I don't know what we're talking about, but I just know I stumbled into something. <laughs> 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 I stumbled into something, so it had, uh, I guess it's about migration. What was it about migration? Well, 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 basically, we were talking about we were going to grade uh, uh, Joe Biden on his what he's done in office so far. And mm-hmm. I asked Vanessa her grade, and she talked about migration children, and then you kind of heard that, and that's where it. And that's where we stayed. <laughs> so, okay. you know, she, you, so you heard what you, you kind of heard some of the arguments. I don't know if there's anything you want to add real quick before you move on. <laughs> well, well, I, oh, well, I, I understand what you, I understand what she's saying, you know, but you're right. I mean, we have market, we've always have, um, we have a, what is it called? The, um, the farm workers union in, in New York state, you know, New York state is a dairy state. Most people think it's a financial yeah. state, but it's New York State's a dairy state. You know, New York apples and, and dairy. I mean, our state farm is a you know pretty much dairy farm. Um, so we're like the third in like cheese and dairy in the country, and we have a lot of migrant workers. They migrate here and they leave, and so having that many people migrate in the country. Um, if they don't migrate in, our price is going to go up because all of that harvesting, apple picking, and all that stuff, those are done by migrants. A four-year-old can't pick an apple. A four-year-old can't pick an apple. A eight-year-old no, no, no. I'm not saying apples? just apples. We do apples great. Like, no, it's I'm, a just farm- being, I'm just saying. I'm just uh, saying a child can't get up and get up to work. Yeah, but second, most, most of those. Yeah, but I think that I, I think the thing with yes, kids. Yes, yeah, I think the thing with kids, um, Vanessa, too, is some of them are coming off to live with family. So I don't know much about it. I really watch much of, um, of that stuff. But I, I, sometimes when they get back into the country, they're coming and going. So some of their relatives are here. So they're not all going into uh, going into the system. The way we round them up is kind of wrong because we don't know. So they can change the immigration policy by not letting everybody overwhelm the border. But that normally happens. The United States, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think we let like a couple hundred thousand people in a year, easy. And um, so I, I don't know. Um, I don't know the situation with the border stuff. So I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. get into that. But yeah, we do have a lot of migrants all over this country because we have a lot of farms and a lot of farm workers. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Get out! Get out the car! Get out now! I have not committed any crime. In body camera and cell phone video, Army 2nd Lieutenant Karen Nazario, still in his uniform, keeps his hands visible out the window of his new car, while two Windsor police officers, guns drawn, order him to get out. I'm honestly afraid to get out. Yeah, you should be. Get out. Get out. Nazario repeatedly asked why he's been pulled over. One of the two officers pepper sprays and kicked him. Why am I being treated like this? Why? You're not cooperating. Get on the ground. He's been handcuffed while they search his car. Was he afraid if he took his hands out of view, something really bad would happen? Yes. 
So in what was he built to do anything? Any misstep, he was afraid that they were going to kill him. Attorney Jonathan Arthur is representing Nazario in a lawsuit filed earlier this month against the two officers. The incident report says Nazario was pulled over for not having tags displayed on his SUV. But the temporary dealer plate is visible in the officer's body cam video. Nazario was released without charge. What prompted him to file is the need to stop this conduct, the need to hold these two officers accountable and make sure they cannot do it again. The Windsor Police Department did not respond to CBS News for comment. Christina Rossini, CBS News, Washington. Uh, you know, once again, here's another situation where police officers uh, pull this. Uh, I mean, it's it's a hard video to watch, to be honest with you, when you look at it. Um, it's just hard to watch. It, it really and truly is a tough video to watch. Uh, we're in a situation where, you know, as we continue to follow the Derek Chauvin trial, you see things like this. You know, police in a small town in Vincent, Virginia, found themselves in the national spotlight after being hit with a lawsuit from an Army officer who was black and Latino after a traffic stop last December. In body camera and cell phone video, Army 2nd Lieutenant uh, Karen Nazario, still in his uniform, can be seen with his hands visibly out of the window of his new car. He said, I have not committed any crimes, but the two police officers with guns drawn ordered him to get out, and he said, honestly, I'm afraid to get out. And one of the officers said, yeah, dude, you should be. They said they pulled him over, Jerome, because his tags, there were no tags on the car. But you can see his tags on one of the officers' body cams. You know, we have about uh, eight minutes left in the segment because we we ran over, so I want to get to the conversation quick. Uh, Jerome... It, it sounds like it's like it's like a broken record, man. You can find so many stories like this, but it's just right. really a shame. You have to continue to have these conversations. Go ahead. Defund the police, right? The issue is always understanding that when we're in the mood in this country to change things, we need to change them all across the board. The reason that people kind of misconstrued and Republicans are really good at this by taking whatever phrase that you have and turning it into something else. Defunding the police is a matter of breaking the police union's contract so that you can establish the police force that you want. Those get, these guys get to hide behind, you know, this, um, this immunity stuff. Like individually, New York State just took that away from individual police officers. So if you commit a crime while, you are, uh, while you're on duty, you can get sued personally. And so these guys are cowards hiding behind that because they see somebody black that they want him to do what they say. Because I said it, you need to do it. This is not the military. You're not an occupying force in anybody's community. And what happens is just like in white folks' world, is that when they talk to the police, the police won't put their hands on their guns. They'll try to reason with them. They'll Black people, the first thing they do is draw their weapon. Get on the ground, put your face down, and put your hands behind your back, because I'm scared. That's the excuse that they use. So they make up an excuse to pull you over. He didn't have any tags when they can clearly see that they're dealer tags, and you don't need a front tag when you have a dealer tag. They make excuses, and they've been doing this stuff for eons. And so until we get over in this country to understand that there's a pathology 
in, in their culture. There's pathology with white folks. There's a pathology with a police department. We need to change that. We should not be surprised and even get mad at these dudes. We need to throw their asses in jail and let one by one get the message that if you break the law, when you are the law, you are going to jail. Because there is no reason that they should have even stopped him. So you're not even supposed to address – a policeman can't, is not supposed to be able to randomly just even stop you on the street and ask you a question. If you ignore him, that's not – you know, they'll give you a governmental obstruction charge because it's a made-up catch-all, right? You don't have to talk to the police. The government has no right to actually get in your business at all. So when the policeman says, where are you going, they're asking that to have a conversation with you. But you don't have to tell them where you're going. This is a free country, right? We need to adhere to that. And so now everybody and, – and it's not a training thing. Don't let people cop out and be like, well, we need better training and we need to go back and work with officers and they don't know. They're supposed to be human beings. They don't say that when, when uh, they catch some guy sleeping on the street. They just throw his butt in the back of a doggone truck and be like, get, up, get him up out of here. We need to have that attitude across the board. Police officers either have humanity or not, but you don't get to have a family in the suburbs, kill somebody, and then go home and have dinner. Your butt needs to go to jail. So all of those guys are, should be culpable and liable for how they treated him by spraying him. He was assaulted by the police, spraying him with pepper spray yeah. and pretty much pistol whipping him. Because there was yeah, nothing for I, I, them to even detain him on, so they broke the law. Yeah, it, it was hard to watch, uh, Ms. Delias. Uh, you know, once again, you know, just uh, LWB, we, we used to do a segment on it, Living While Black. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't understand why they pulled him on. Now, it was at night. Uh, people could say, well, how did the officers know he was black? Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe the SUV looked suspicious because it had dark uh, uh, windows and, you know, black ribs. I don't know why they did it, but it's, you know, once again, Jerome hit the nail on the head. These guys act like, you know, you know, they are part of the, the Gestapo's or whatever. You know, you could just pull people over without any cause and they feel that they are the law and they're peace officers. That's it. They're supposed to protect and serve. And who's going to protect us against them when they do things like this? They miss that guy. And the guy said, look, I am legitimately nervous to reach for my, get out the car. I'm in my seatbelt. I am nervous to reach for it because I don't want you guys to shoot and kill me. Imagine that. This guy is in uniform serving our country. And I guarantee you, after that incident, I guarantee you that he is having second thoughts because it happened to me while I was in uniform when things that would happen uh, while serving this country, you're saying, wow, why am I really protecting a country who allows these types of things to happen? Uh, the floor is yours, Mr. Elias. Two minutes something, left. Jay, you know, something, you know, something Jay, it, it's nothing surprising, man. You know, they, they, they don't, they, and, and for all the people that are just, you know, so patriotic, why aren't they, why aren't they outraged at this, man? Where are the patriots at? You know, they're always talking about patriotism. Hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, Assault a man in uniform? Really? <laughs> this is uh, this is par for the course, man. And nothing nothing surprises me in this country anymore. Nothing, nothing at all, man. Because this is how they are. This is this is this is what they, they they've been this they've been this whole time, man. Nothing surprises me. It's it, it's outrageous that they're in egregious that they would do this to people. So 
you know, man, it just it, it, it's sad that they would do this to a man in uniform, but it's not surprising to me at all. Uh, Vanessa, your thoughts? It just pissed me off that the guy was even in the military uniform and uh, he had the tags and I'm with Jerome. I think that now's the time to start getting this stuff to stop. And to me, every time a person goes through, people just made the pay, spraying, pepper spraying stuff in your face. And they all, only police officers need to start going through individual personal lawsuits. They might not have nothing, but I would start suing them. And they'd lose that bag. If they start doing that, you know, then I think that some of it's going to stop. But now is the time to try to get it to stop. I think it's horrible. Horrible what he did. And that guy's suing him and good. They need to. Yeah. All right, Jackie, I'll give you the final minute. Uh, any comments on this story? Yeah. Uh, it's so true uh, what Jerome said. It's not a matter of training. It's a matter of just simple decency towards your fellow man. It's unfortunate we're living in a world where it seems like only with white men would they know how to properly stop them, properly ask them questions, properly ask for their license, and do whatever else that they needed to do without egging them on, without putting the knee to their neck for nine minutes, without shooting them, without killing them. See, if you had human, simple human decency towards your fellow man, you would know how to do that with all people. Well, well said. Uh, all right, we're going to step out. We're going to take a news break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best. Support for NPR and the following message come from Almond Board of California. Did you know that almond hulls and shells are used for livestock feed and bedding? And the trees sequester carbon dioxide, a greenhouse gas? More at almondsustainability.org. The Philippines is set to ease coronavirus restrictions. Starting on Monday, the capital, Manila, and its four surrounding provinces will be placed under a less restrictive quarantine status until April 30th. The Philippines is dealing with one of the worst coronavirus outbreaks in Southeast Asia, with hospitals overwhelmed amid record daily infections. Equestrian history was made in Britain this weekend. A woman has won the world-famous Grand National Race. Vicki Barker has more from London. Rachel Blackmore says she grew up watching the 1944 film National Velvet about a girl who wins the grueling steeplechase race disguised as a male jockey. Saturday, riding the horse Manila Times, the 31-year-old Irish woman cleared all 16 fences and galloped to victory six lengths ahead of her nearest competitor. I don't feel male, female right now. I don't even feel human. This is just unbelievable. Anyone who believed enough in Blackmore to bet on her would have cleaned up. The odds against her were put at 11 to 1. For NPR News, 
Isaac Barker in London. India is reporting its highest single-day total of coronavirus infections. The country's health ministry has confirmed more than 150,000 new infections. The recent surge has prompted a strict curfew in Mumbai. The capital, New Delhi, has recorded its largest single-day spike and has banned public gatherings. I'm Windsor Johnson, and you're listening to NPR News in Washington. Tonight, Florida Congressman Matt Gates defiant. I'm built for the battle, and I'm not going anywhere. Dismissing calls to resign at a Women for America First event at former President Trump's club in Doral, Florida. And I won't be extorted. The truth will prevail. The House Ethics Committee launching a new bipartisan investigation into Gates, examining allegations of sexual misconduct, illicit drug use, and accusations that the congressman may have shared inappropriate and explicit images on the House floor. The Justice Department investigating whether Gates, Gates, and his associate Joel Greenberg paid women who were allegedly recruited online for sex and travel. Greenberg is already facing sex trafficking charges. He pled not guilty, but ABC News has learned that he is now considering a plea deal and could be cooperating with federal investigators. Greenberg's lawyer speaking out. I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today. The congressman's office responding broadly in another statement out Friday, saying these allegations are blatantly false and have not been validated by a single human being willing to put their name behind them. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. The saga of Matt Gates continues. Uh, the Florida congressman uh, is in hot water now. The legal representative Matt Gates now claims to be the victim of an imaginary deep state. <laughs> I may be a canceled man in some corners, as he wrote on his tweet. I may even be a wanted man by the deep state. Gates added. But I hear the millions of Americans who feel forgotten, canceled, and ignored, marginalized, and targeted. It's difficult to imagine that there are millions of Americans that are against position. He is currently under investigation by the Justice Department, a probe which started under the Trump's administration for allegedly having sex with a 17-year-old girl and paying her and other young women to travel across state lines for sex. Federal investigators are reportedly looking into whether Gates used any federal campaign money to make the alleged payments, some of which were reported on a video phone pay app, which can produce records. Uh, you know, we first talked about the story last week. Um, let me <laughs> – Jackie, he's in trouble. Uh, you, can, you can try to turn this any which way but loose. He is in trouble. And he has hired a prominent lawyer to represent him because the heat is coming. And unlike before, you know, there, the, the Justice Department is not ran by some stogie of Trump. This is a legitimate attorney general, and they are going to bring the heat down on this guy. I think he's going to jail. Uh, what do you have to say in regards to Matt Gates? I would be in agreement with you, sir. And I ain't got nothing else to say about it. <laughs> I ain't got nothing That's else quick. to it's, say about it. I love it. it. I love it. Four minutes Four minutes left in the segment. Uh, Jerome, you can't help the think and be kind of happy. When you go back, I looked at a, just a montage of, of Matt Gaetz's antics while he was a congressman. You know, he still is a congressman. But going back and looking at some of the nonsense and the chaos that he has uh, – has brought it to the fray since he's been elected, since he was elected. 
to Congress. I mean, I just have a warm feeling on the inside. I, I'm just so happy that he's going through this. And, and, and people like this who think that they're flamboyant, think that they are above the law, you know, good. He, he got out of a drunk driving situation because of his last name, but now it looks like he is about to face the music. Let's say you. Jerome, Mike check one, two. All right, Mr. Elias, you take it because Jerome's mic probably having some audio issues with Jerome. <laughs> well, you know, you know, this guy's it, it comes from privilege, man. So he he obviously, uh, you know, people of privilege think they're above the law, and that's just it, man. He, he didn't think that, you know. Bottom line, he didn't think in the first place. So, but the bottom line is, you know, <laughs> he didn't he didn't think that he would he would have to do any jail time, you know, because. Like, let's just be honest, man. They they don't people are privileged, man. They get out a lot of stuff, man. A lot of things, man. And it, it, it's just uh, he, he, he needs, his ass needs to go to jail. If you if you have if you have sex with a minor, your ass needs you need to go to jail. You need to be up under jail. And that's just the bottom line. Ain't no ifs ands yeah. and buts about it. Your ass needs to go to jail. I hear and you want to talk about Darius? Uh, yeah, and you want to talk about profiling? If that if that was any other group, they would lose their mind. Remember the whole, you know, Hillary Clinton is running mm-hmm. a pedophile ring out of a pizza shop. Like, you know, that whole nonsense. The the thing yeah. is, is that if you look at Trump, you look at Gates, you look at the the um, the stuff that was going on with I forgot that guy Jordan um, on the Republican side. Um, they need to. I'm not gonna say they need to clean house, but they need to send them fools to jail. You know, there's something about that, you know, feeling like you have power that you feel like you need to abuse um, children. There's something in them. So we need to, you need clean house. He needs to go to jail, and then you throw him under the jail. Yeah, it's it's amazing how arrogant this guy has been. And, you know, I've always said if I have something to hide, uh, you're not going to hear a whole lot from me. But he didn't realize that he got caught up in the rap still love, baby. What they they were investigating the tax assessor, Matt Gates, uh, his uh, uh, his discretion. Wingman is what he called uh, Exactly, his wingman. All of a sudden, now he's caught up in this web, and you know, I hope he goes to jail. And that's how I'll give you the last word on this one. Uh, what are your comments on the Matt Gates situation? And do you think this guy is going to jail? Lock him up. Take the the rolls with them that was tied up with it. Take Trump. Take all of them. Lock him up. <laughs> Lock him up. Lock him up. Go ahead and say it with me, Vanessa. Lock him up. Oh, my God. I, I hope this slam boy, he, I can't stand the sight of him. I can't. I really can't stand the sight of him. And I am so happy that, uh, you know, it, 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 I'll take, let me take, take 30 seconds to say this. It's amazing how many Republican women take this nonsense off these Republican men. You had women for Trump when he talked about grabbing women's coochies. You have all these people running around supporting these men. I don't get it. I just don't understand. If you are a woman and you supported President Trump, you invited this clown to speak at a uh, some type of rally at Trump's property. I guess I answered my own question. It's oh, ridiculous. Well, and let me add to that. Let me add to that. You see how people jumped on Cuomo? 
because he hitting on young girls like in their twenties, like twenty five, and yep. like that's disgusting for everybody. And we did a whole show, did a whole segment on on stuff like that, right? Republicans are sleeping with underage girls, and they're like, "There's nothing to see here. Let's just keep it moving." Yeah, <laughs> right. You yeah. get you, it's yeah. like Cuomo asked some young girl that she date older men, and women want him impeached up in this piece. He yeah. asked her if she date older men. It was like, "Oh, that's inappropriate." Like Democrats will will sit people out for inappropriate behavior, where these guys are committing crimes. And they're like, I'm sticking next to him. He said he ain't do it. I'm going to trust him. Like, they are nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even, even what happened with the senator in Minnesota, you know, he was acting like he was groping a female. Yeah. They lost their mind. But all of a sudden, you know, this guy, oh, we're going to, well, you know, when did, when did McCarthy say, well, if, 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 the, if the allegations turned out to be true, then uh, we'll, we'll remove him. But he said he didn't do it. Whatever. And Putin said he wait didn't minute, have anything minute, to do with the 2016 election. issue. Because... I don't no, see Christine not. Gillibrand and them going at Matt Gates. I don't see none of them. That's why they're hypocritical <laughs> on the Democratic side. All of those women, Nancy Pelosi, all of them need to be out. You know, she runs Congress. She's the head of Congress. She needs to say, we need to get him off this committee. You'll see none of those women yeah. have no press conference. And that is, that's no, what's no. sick, that they letting this stuff go. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right. It is time for Pastor Steve state your case. And man, I tell you what, I can't read all this stuff. We only have three minutes left in this segment. But I tell you what, Mister Elias, man, what do you have? Nothing. Good. Okay, I'm gonna take all of it. All right. Here we go. Because, my goodness, this is a lot. But, once again, I can't read everything, but I'm going to try to read as many as I can. All right. Pastor Steve says, peace and blessings, family. Hold on. Let me turn this music down so everybody can hear this. All right. So, he says, peace and blessings, family. I have to say that I'm surprised by Ms. Vanessa's passion on the border crisis. I do understand her underlining concerns, but Mr. Elias said it best. Ask yourself the question, what would Jesus do? Uh, Roberta from Corpus Christi, Texas. Are y'all sh- Huh? So they wrong so Okay. Roberta from Corpus Christi, Texas says, Are y'all sure she's a Democrat? <laughs> Maybe she should stop hanging around Trumpsters. She's starting to sound like one of them. Uh, Mariana Music, my family. Can we take a moment to appreciate the musical genius of the music man, Mr. Elias? God bless you, my brother. Your music selections are awesome. Miss Vanessa. Although I do not agree with your opinion, stand your ground, girl. Carl T. Pasadena, Texas, as a retired service member, as a retired service member, I was appalled when I saw the video of police officers harassing a member of our nation's military. Cowards. Uh, Dwayne from uh, Mobile, Texas, we do have a problem at the border. We have a problem with guns. We have a problem with racism. Can we resolve them overnight? No. We have to continue to put policies in place to manage, to manage, here it is, all right, to manage the, uh, where am I, I'm sorry, to manage the problem, but the problem will never go away, sorry about that. How long have we been dealing with racism? If you follow the logic of Miss Vanessa, we will have to tell millions and millions of oppressed people to go back to Africa or solve their own problems. It just doesn't make any sense. It's a problem that we have to resolve. There's no quick answer, 
But to tell people to go back to wretched conditions is not the answer. We have a lot more. I can't read them all. We just don't have enough time. All right, it is time for our final thoughts. Online radio at its best. Uh, wow, what a show. Uh, a lot to cover, a lot to be talked about this morning. We're glad you're on board. It is time for our final thoughts. Vanessa, as always, your first final thoughts. Okay, my final thought is my thoughts are my thoughts. And <laughs> I'm saying that's for sure. So, but I, I just think that something is going to have to be done. And I'm not saying that it can be done in 20 minutes. But something's going to have to be done because if not, we're going to have a million children over here and that we're going to be taking care of. You know what? Okay, let me rephrase it. That y'all are going to be taking care of because, again, I tell you, it's something that just the door. Again, I tell you um, that I'm on the, the, the other side of my life. I'm, over, I'm at the 60 point. Y'all are going to be taking care of these children to go out there and work the farm. I guess that's what y'all were saying is that, well, if we don't have the migrants over here, then who's going to work the farm? All I'm saying is something is going to have to happen. It's too many children coming over here. Finish the wall. Do whatever they need to do. But something needs to be done. And they can't send me back to Africa because I didn't come from Africa. So, anyway. Y'all have a good week. I'm going to go to church and pray about my attitude with these migrants, but I don't think it's going to church. Please do. Please do. Ask, ask yourself you know, what Jesus do. Please do. Would Jesus turn away the poor, the sick? Would he do it? Oh, boy. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. And we're praying with you, too, sweetie. I love you. All right, Jackie, final thoughts. She told me to shut up earlier in the show. <laughs> I'm just going to end it like this. Vanessa be starting something. Vanessa be starting something. Vanessa be starting something. Vanessa be starting something. Do I have to get over? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to leave it like that. Y'all take care. And God bless you, too. <laughs> All right, Jerome, and final thoughts. Wow. You know, I, I am going to take my final thoughts and um, and work on Vanessa on this one, right? Because I don't really kind of like, I don't like the tone that everybody's taking with Vanessa today. And I know some days all right. we also add it and all of the other stuff. But here's the thing, that, you know, there's something needs to be done. And so whatever information you're bombarded with, whether you have compassion for the children or compassion for um, your own um, quality of life or something, something needs to be done. But that whole thing about, you know, going back to Africa and stuff is nonsense. Black people are indigenous to this land here, North America. So get over it. And while I'm at it, I just need to clear up a little bit of history with that. So when you say go back to some place, and Mexicans are indigenous to this land, too. You know, we just threw, drew a line through Mexico to create Texas and they New Mexico yeah. and all of that, right? They all went all the way dang near to California. That was all Mexico. Yep. So you draw a line and then tell somebody to go back someplace, and they're from here, and their families are here, and they have relatives here, you're wrong for that. So... Hey, everybody kind of be easy about that. That's all I have to say. That's it. 
Interesting. Interesting. I'm, I'm trying to go back because I'm pretty sure this person's still listening. I'm trying to go ahead, Mr. Elias. I'm going to see if this person wants to respond. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Your final thoughts. Look, 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 folks, if you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. I was taught that my whole entire life. So, hey, look, get out and vote. If you don't vote, you don't have a voice. All you're doing is talking loud and saying nothing. So get out and vote. If you don't vote, hey, man, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are just, you're, you're the coward if you don't get out and vote. And look, folks, here, here's, here's my response to DMX. I, I, I honestly, truly thought that this brother would end up in a pulpit somewhere. I did. I, that, was, that was my wish to see him end up in the pulpit because this brother, hey man, you could tell that God had a calling on his life when he prayed. And, you know, rest in peace to DMX, man. Rest in peace, my brother. Rest in peace, DMX. Uh, I, I am hearing back from uh, that person. Uh, hold on here. Uh, okay. Carl. No, it's not Carl T. I'm sorry. It's uh, Dwayne. Okay, so what Dwayne is saying, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not going to read all this. Basically, what Dwayne is saying is he's talking about it figuratively. He's not saying that go back to Africa. His point is that we can't tell people who are going through trials and tribulations that we're not going to open the door for them and allow them and try to help them throughout this situation. So I think that's what he was trying to say in his uh, unique way. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to make sure that he had an opportunity to respond back to what uh, we were saying. And, 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 and listen, and I'll say this uh, in regards to that. Uh, no one is knocking, uh, you know, I do think that there's an issue at the border. Um, and it's something that has to be resolved. But to, to say, well, you know, we're going to throw these people out or whatever the case may be, we just, we just need to come up with a solution to it. All right, uh, my final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to yield my final thoughts to DMX. Father God, I am just learning how to pray. Bear with me. First, I thank you for the life of everyone that's here with me. Then I thank you for the love you give me. Why? I don't know. I don't deserve it, and it hurts inside. Many a nights I cried and called your name out loud, but didn't call you when I was doing good, too proud. And still you gave me love. I wasn't used to that. Most of the people that gave me love ended up taking it back. That's something new to me. So I'm asking you for time to adjust. Let me make it there. I will be one you can trust. What I stand for, I put my life on, I do. I guess what I'm asking is, show me how to stand for you. And I will rap for you, sing for you, reach for you, preach for you, teach for you. I will love you like you love me, unconditionally. And I will always be prepared for whatever the mission will be. Give the nutrition to me, and I'll properly digest it. And when I give it back, I will show you word well invested. And whenever I go, before I go, let me give. Thanks to you, Lord, for my birth, for every day that I've lived. You gave me a love most of my life I didn't know was there. I give you my life because you cared. Amen. Amen. If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao.
show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you. Thank you so much for hanging with us. So for Jackie, for Vanessa, for my man Jerome, for Mr. LS, I'm Jay Ross saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. Coming up next, all the need-to-know basics with Mr. Jerome Spring. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to to the flag of the United States of America. It is time for On a Need to Know Basis with Mr. Jerome Spree. Man, Jerome, man, what is going on this morning, my brother? Hey, you know, I I didn't get a chance to address the um, DMX. I didn't realize I missed that part of the show. And I just want to say this. His, the family is saying DMX stopped doing drugs. And I don't like the fact that everything's coming out saying that he died of a drug overdose. And the family is literally saying that he had one of his COVID shots not too long ago anyway. And he hadn't been feeling well since he had his COVID shot. So, oh you know, I'll, yeah, I'll look back. I'll look into the story a little bit deeper. But just because the family is saying that, you know, I don't listen to TMZ. And everybody know that he had a drug problem. He did this. But ever since he got there, they were reporting that it was drug overdose stuff. And that's sad and sick. So as black folks who are in media, we need to be careful about pushing lies that's coming from somebody else. So I want to put that out there while we're on the show talking about DMX, that the family is saying he was not on drugs when he died. So there you have that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, appreciate you know, that tip of information. Yes, sir. And, uh, Jay, I want to say to you, since last week, you know, I told LES, <laughs> our unconfirmed black history segment, out of my <laughs> black history for black history, um, black history month, and then we were doing unconfirmed black history, and, you know, we have just <laughs> ran the ground on this thing, didn't we? You missed it last yeah. week. <laughs> I know. Uh, I actually, actually, I did not. I went. I went back and listened to it. I, was, I fell out laughing. It was funny. <laughs> I, oh, I, 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 I went back and okay. listened to it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you know, since I thought you missed it, you do. Do ha- you do have another one now? You know, the funny thing is, I've been getting notes like people wanting to know the oranges, uh, the the origins of the statements. Um, you know. Uh, that's my jam. They want to know where that came from. And yeah. in the breaks, they want to know where that came from. So I'm going to put those in the research yeah. department as well. It will figure it out. <laughs> okay. as, a, as another bonus, since LES told me I could not stop doing them <laughs> last week. Okay. Um, here's your unconfirmed black history. So in the early 60s, just like today, you know, people named their animals all kind of weird names. So in Canton, Mississippi, the Gibson family had a dog named Dog. How we do stuff like that? (laughs) They would call their dog dumb, stupid, and a bunch of other names. So one Christmas Christmas while decorating the tree, um, the candy canes went missing. So after two hours of searching, uh, the mystery was solved. And a new phrase was created. So somebody asked the youngest child, where was the candy? 
and she pointed and said, it's stuck on stupid. That meant the dog had the candy <laughs> stuck on <laughs> So... <laughs> Hmm. So researchers really? found that 
um, it, it blocks a protein which COVID uses to um, force infected cells to merge with their neighbors and can also reduce death from the virus. So they're doing, it's, you know, it seemed like it took a long time, but it's only a year. So there's right. all of the treatments that's coming out now that um, I hope people stop getting so paranoid with the doggone vaccine stuff. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like that whole, if you don't have your card, you can't fly. If, as long as we have treatments, we should be fine. Mm-hmm. They should have been developed yep. equally. Yep. And I, I said that a long time ago. They, 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 it, it amazed me that we have vaccines but no treatments. But all the treatments are, are, are you know, I know we do them on this show, the monoclonal um, treatments that they have. But it's interesting that I never see people talk about that stuff on general news, that there's treatments. They just vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. That's all I hear. So, um, you know, the U.S. overdose deaths in 2020 likely top, topped um, 90,000. That's up from 70,000 last year, making the highest single-year increase in the past two decades. So between September 2019 and August 2020, there were 800, oh, I'm sorry, 88,295 um, predicted overdose deaths. And that's a rough e- estimate based on early data from the um, CDC, from the Center wow. for Disease. Yeah. That, really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, we're still getting a lot of over, overdose deaths. And U.S. Dang. suicides, though, dropped by a 40-year record of 6% in 2020. Dang. So this, this is despite fears that the pandemic isolation and depression is driving up suicides. But the number of U.S. suicides fell fell by nearly 6% last year. Yeah. Okay. Yep, it's the largest annual decline in the last four decades. In 2020, there were 44,800 deaths by suicide, and we're down. We're down. So, and and it's just like I've been reading all of these stories about, you know, the – Vaccines, you know, the Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Johnson and Johnson, and they're like, this one causes blood clots, or this one does this. You have to remember doing the flu shot during flu season that we have a certain number of deaths due to the flu when people get the flu shot. So, right, people, yeah. So if you already have problems with blood clots, that you know, and you're getting a shot, it could actually, you know, hinder you. It could be, it could, you know. It, I can't say blood clots specifically, but they're just saying that the blood clots are not related to the shots, although we are having deaths related to the shot. Again, just like DMX's family said, you know, they're attributing his death to a heart attack, but they're saying that I think a week or so prior he had one of the vaccines um, for COVID. Hmm. That can't be that can't be a coincidence. Really? All right. Yeah. So Google has won a Supreme Court battle with Oracle over um, who owns the code that went behind the Android phone in 2007 after 10 years of illegal back and forth. Now, this is why you can't sue big companies, because they will keep your butt in court for about 10, 20 years. <laughs> like they, that's why they still. <laughs> yeah, that's how they win. Yes. Yep, they just, they just wear you down. That's all it is. But Oracle complained that Google – made the phone in 2007 and used some of his JavaScript code um, that amounted to egregious uh, act of plagiarism. So on Monday, the Supreme Court took Google's side and agreed that it committed 
um, nothing more than a common practice in the tech is- industry. I guess stealing is common practice in the tech industry. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> that while Google, Google does use some Java code that it was fair use. So uh, Oracle responded angrily and said, it's another example of Google monopolizing um, the industry. So wow. Microsoft, IBM, and major internet and tech companies, live lobbying groups, um, weighed in in favor of Google. Of course, the big companies are going to be like, you well, can't sue us. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. They're like, we can steal your stuff, but, you know, you shouldn't be able to sue us. But you well, know who was on, you, you know who was on um, Oracle side? The Motion Picture Association and Recording uh, uh, Industry Association of America. And you know why they was there? Really? They don't like they don't want you pirating movies. So they don't want yeah, that's true. That makes sense. First of all, okay, that's always been a, a crazy trademark. And Kathleen, you can help me on this one um, when it comes to law. But uh, I'm sure you can copy and trade something from somebody using it. But can you copy and trade something because I saw Rush Hour 2 on bootleg? <laughs> like, it's like, I can't see this because it's copyrighted. I can't see it. <laughs> right, mm. right. So you know how you would buy a movie, and it is mm-hmm. you can't buy a movie that this is single use only. Why would I rent a movie or buy a movie, and I can't watch it with my family? Mm. Right. It's That's like true. this is copyrighted, so y'all can't look. Y'all can listen, but you can't look. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense there. Right. So, so the movie industry and the recording industry want to sue every doggone body so technically you can't it's hard to copyright images like that that you can't yeah. see it you can't use it but you should you know suing people for watching mm-hmm. bootlegs you can't sue them now you can sue them <laughs> for buying bootlegs but you can't sue them for watching <laughs> yeah now now you know they had before i know i did this story before so i'm gonna i I'm doing this story to clear up a story that I've done in the past. Um, a person's blood type does not affect their risk of developing COVID or being hospitalized by the infection, according to a new study. So previous studies had indicated people with a type A blood were more at risk of catching the coronavirus. Um, to determine if this was true, U.S. doctors analyzed the health records of more than 100,000 people who had COVID um, across Utah, Idaho, Nevada, between March and November, and uh, cross-referenced their COVID status with their blood group, blood type, and revealed that there's no association between the two. So it debunked mm-hmm. all of his findings that, depending on your blood type, is you're more, um, a, you're, you're more probable of catching COVID. That's not true, according mm-hmm. to this news. So it, it was a coincidence that people caught it, you know, that they had the same blood, like the numbers were high initially, but there was no, there, there's no um, correlation between them. Yeah. Now, the head of Capital uh, Security uh, review, their review says that all 15,000 congressional staff staffers need background checks. So, hmm. Lieutenant, um, retired Lieutenant General Andre, um, said on Monday that to the entire congressional staff, all of them need to undergo background checks and security measures 
follows um, following Friday's security incident. So, you know, oh, you know, that's what I wanted to talk about. I am glad I got to that part of the story. But, you know, since the guy came up, you know, rammed the barricades and stabbed the guy, that um, General Honoré said that the congressional staffers need to be checked anyway. And I believe that soon as they do security checks on them, they are going to find out something about, you know, uh, Matt Gates people, <laughs> like all of them. Mm. Are, you know what really? I mean? Really? I can't believe That's they don't. True. I can't believe they don't mm. thoroughly do security checks with them fools anyway. Really? I mean, you're 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 right there at the Capitol. You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeez. and speaking of um, the Capitol, you know. So the guy who went into the Capitol, who had, no, he truly had mental problems. And I believe in, I probably should save this till later, but no, no, you know what, I'm going to save it till till later. Because I do want to talk about, um, and ask Kathleen, and I want you to chime in on this, about the person who um, went into the Capitol. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. So um, Matt Gates. Of course, we talked about that. Reportedly, played Joel Greenberg, um, who's in jail on sex trafficking charges. Paid him nine hundred dollars in May of 2018 in a late night <laughs> transaction. Early in the morning, Greenberg paid three women a total of nine hundred dollars. So Gates gives him nine hundred dollars. He pays three women, some of them probably underage, nine hundred dollars. I think Matt Gates is going to jail because that dude Greenberg right. a roll on yeah. him. Yeah, of course. Because you know what this reminds me of? Michael Cohen. Yeah. Right? Michael Cohen goes to jail for paying Hush Buddy to the porn woman. Right? Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump gives him the money to pay her, but Donald Trump don't go to jail. <laughs> that's, that's what got me on that one. That one yeah. got me. Yeah. He Well... We know we know what the excuse was because he was president. They couldn't bring charges, but Michael Cohen actually went to jail. So guess who should be in jail next? There, this mm. has been this has been an open and shut case, right? If I mm-hmm. if I gave somebody a gun and they robbed the bank, after that person gets caught, they're gonna they're gonna arrest me for giving them a gun, yeah. right? Of course. So, right. So you don't get to to opt out of any part of that transaction. You pay, you give money to somebody, and they bribe somebody. You are going to jail, right? So no matter how that works, it was you. You set that in motion. So that, that's always going to be the. Um, that's, that's always going to be the standard. Come, that, that's what I was saying about those other officers who uh, was in that uh, George Floyd trial. I wonder what's going to happen in the mother three. You know, oh, and yeah. then Vanessa says. You know, but that's sad to me that uh, she said, well, the one guy that just started, he was innocent. I was like, no, he wasn't innocent. Oh, he no, wasn't he, innocent. He could have stopped it. He could have stopped it. No. Right. Because it's like, it's like, you know, you cannot break the law. The law cannot break the law. Right? No. So if you are a witness to a crime being committed, you are an officer swear, sworn to upheld the law. So when you see the fellow officer kill that guy, you should immediately put him in handcuffs. I think people seen enough law and order and all of those to say, yeah, they sometimes arrest policemen right on the side, on the scene for mm-hmm. breaking the law. They can't break the law just because you work right. for the police department. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. You know, they, she said he was still right. on probation. I was like, I don't care if he's still on probation or not. He should have should, should seen that. He should have said, hey, man, as a human being, I can't let you do this. Get off him. They should, he should, they should all of them should have been pushed off. You know? Oh, no, no. They, 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 he did crowd control. Yeah, they elected to have separate trials. So there's four hmm. of them that's arrested, that got arrested. They're just His is hmm. just going first. But they, they yeah. have their mugshots and stuff out there. So they're going to get prosecuted. But I, hmm. that, that may have been a smart move on their part, because if they were sitting next to him, <laughs> to, yeah. to have no trial with that dude, because yeah. you know he guilty. But yeah. we don't need any evidence he killed that dude, right? And you were standing there. So your mm-hmm. the charges that you're going to be brought up with for the other people who assisted them, who were holding the other people down, they're going to say, when did when did he stop moving? And why didn't you get up? Because mm-hmm. you're only supposed to, according to their um, rules as a police department, you're only supposed to hold somebody down until they get handcuffed. Now, they can right. roll around on the ground while they want to, but once they're handcuffed, you need to leave them alone. They... They handcuffed George Floyd first before they even put him, before they started restraining him. He was already handcuffed. Really? Yeah, so I don't think they have a, I don't think they have any, I don't think they have a case. But again, it was their their option that they did not want to do. Um, they didn't want to combine the cases. They didn't want to do that. Have the same jury. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, you're guilty of this, and that guy's guilty of that, or whatever. They didn't want to parse it because the jury should be, and they probably know what kind of um, police officer that guy was too, yeah. right? So, so he was unbothered when he was killing that guy, and just like the um, Pumanaka, I think he was a, I can't think of what his title was, but the guy who said he stopped breathing. And he st- he stayed on his neck for another like almost three minutes. Mm-hmm. He stopped funding breathing, but you sitting there looking right. at the crowd like, uh, "What y'all gonna do?" Mm-hmm. Now, see here yeah. here is here is my dilemma in life. It's like I always feel like you know, yes, whoever would have interfered with the officers would have gone to jail, but they would would have been able to save his life, and so that's yeah. where. Everybody started getting remorse, right? The firefighter, when she said, I feel like I should have done something. Like, everybody's having guilt. It's like, I should have kicked yeah. that officer's teeth out. Yeah, I would have went to jail, but I wouldn't have had to watch them kill nobody. That's like, for isn't sure. that a hell of a dilemma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, you know, the, the um, video surveillance of the guy who got pepper sprayed in his car while the police are holding a gun on him. Like, for no reason. They shouldn't even been in his car. You know? So, anyway, yeah. And where was that? That was in Virginia, actually, where that happened. So, yeah. again, that's departments across the country. All right. So, the state of Illinois is offering to pay off up to four, $40,000 for new homeowners' um, student loan debt in a bid to attract buyers in a massive $25 million um, project. So the Illinois Smart Buy Program helps prospective home buyers receive up to $40,000 in student loan forgiveness or a 15% loan to purchase a new house after they, you know, 
they allocated $25 million to fund this program. Now, that's interesting, right? If you want to buy a new house, you have, you have a student loan. Because my student loans lasted a long time. <laughs> I can tell you Mine that right too, my brother. Mine did two years. Well, I was like, geez, damn. Boy, luckily after college, I, I, I moved back home because technically my dang near whole check <laughs> went to my student loans like it was a lot. Yeah, man. Yes, tell yeah, me about you, it. Student loans ain't nothing to play with. You, you got to... You can't go in entry level anything coming out of college. That's why college college graduates get paid more money for a couple of reasons. It's because if you made minimum minimum wage after you got out of college, you would not bring home any money because those stu- no. student loans ain't nothing to play with. No, uh-huh. you know, but especially if you get a car payment, which you have to go to work, get a car payment, yeah. have a student loan, and you will live in a doggone, you know, you'll be living on the side of the road. You'd be living in your car. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, those loans are nothing to play with. Now, an accountant gets more than 10 years in jail for embezzling $36 million from a Los Angeles company and using um, $23 million to pay off credit card debt. Now, who gets $23 million in credit card, um, <laughs> credit card debt? Really? Really? Man, this guy, he's Paul McDaniels, 44. Uh, uh, was sentenced to 10.5 years in prison after embezzling funds over seven years. And um, he used tens of million dollars for his own benefit. So I don't know, again, well, I guess you could do it with American Express card. They don't have no limit. Right. But but how do you how do you have debt? I think you have to pay it off at the end of the month. $23 yeah, million. Dollars. Really? Wow. Yeah, how do you? Yeah, I, yeah. See, again, dang, dang, I forgot Kathleen's here. That was going to be black or white. Because, <laughs> 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 Kathleen, you know if I said to you, this guy uh, stole $10 million. No, sorry, embezzled $36 million. The game was over. But then when I said that he had $23 million of credit card debt, then we'd have been like, um... <laughs> So that would have been that would have been a hairy one. My bad. All right. Now, now last last week on on the uh, serious side, I remember having a a conversation about the two doormen who um, who watched the 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 guy kick the sixty five year old Asian women, and they closed. They were in a uh, luxury apartment building, and they closed the door. Remember, they locked the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they both got fired. The yeah, I heard that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said they were not following emergency safety protocols, whatever that means. That uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was emergency safety that they locked doors. I think they should have brought really? the women inside first, but that's just me. Yeah, like, you don't lock her outside. I don't want to right. help her, man. I'm sorry. That's just been my uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, guy that, got me. I, he got me. I, yeah, I don't even mean to joke about it from that aspect. You do not see someone, like, I don't even get it, how you can see somebody, you know, get brutalized, especially a senior, and then just kind of mm-hmm. walk away, you know. But I don't know. It's, it's New York. I'm not going to put any disparaging stuff on, on New York. You can't intervene in everything, right? right. So I'm not, I'm not asking you to fight in situations where you're out, man. So if the guy was 
was you know big guy or something i'm not asking women to jump in and or or guys <laughs> i'm not asking you to jump in um but at the same time you can at least call the police film it really? or something yeah um two cbs tv executives are fired after one called a black tv anchor uh just a jive guy I don't know what year this was, 1970, I think. Um, and the other female appointment, an effing idiot. So staffs were told on Wednesday that Peter Dunn, the president of CBS television stations, and David Friend, a senior vice president of news at the station, are no longer employed by CBS. Again, systemic racism is something, or, or even the implicit bias um, Attached to systemic racism is problematic in this country, and we need to never stop talking about that because That's they're sure. holding, yeah they're holding up the careers of people, and we're like oh no we're just talking about police stuff it's like nope it's not just them it is other mm-hmm. no um, a Florida man sixty three spent three decades in prison including twenty years on death row and he finally is released three years after his murder conviction were overturned. Now, it was overturned three years ago, and they still kept him in jail. Mm. Right? So his you lawyers know, I just watched are... that story this morning. I just oh, did literally you? just watched that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I literally just yeah. watched that one. Yep. Yep. His attorneys mm. argued that COVID-19 would kill him before they can prove his innocence. So Crossley Green was arrested in 1989 for the murder, uh, uh, for murder, and he always maintained his innocence. So three years after his conviction was overturned, he, he's um, been released, like, three years later. And they still were going to keep mm-hmm. him. Wow. Again, mm-hmm. um, we need to overhaul a lot of stuff in this country. I'm not going to even talk about the justice system right now. Now, mm-hmm. the Reverend... Jesse Jackson, which I cannot remember the last time I actually said his name, but Reverend Jackson is 79. But he said that Britain must face up to its role in slavery and has flatly rejected the findings of a recent report into race and racism in the U.K. Now, it comes after the Commission on Race and Ethics, um, Ethnic Disparity um, said that it can find no conclusive evidence of institutionalized racism in Britain. This should, huh? this, should help, this should help our listeners in the UK right about now, because everybody is like, "Have you lost your mind?" Really? Like, yeah. It, they actually, in its report, the commission declared that the UK was a model to the world of a successful multi-ethnic society, <laughs> while accepting that overt prejudice still exists. Mm-hmm. But, but, um. Reverend Jackson, uh, you know, said that the pattern of racism in the U.K., that there was a pattern of racism in the, US, in the U.K., and um, said that Britain has certain responsibilities to face up to racism and change it. Now, so I, I know over the years when we keep saying things like, I, I remember this was a cry 10, 15 years ago where people were like, you know, Jesse need to sit down and, you know, Reverend Sharpton need to move out the way. They don't. Because they get a big enough megaphone to say stuff like this that it becomes a news story. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So if he wouldn't have said this, it would have gone past me and past everybody. I don't think they would have done the story. 
that the Commission on Race and Ethnic uh, Disparities said that there's no there's no evidence. You know who there's no evidence to? <laughs> White people. Exactly. I hate to do my James Chappelle on this one. White folks <laughs> can't find no evidence. I, I think mm-hmm. we can find it. Yeah. Oh, but have, a black, have a black commission on disparity, on racial mm-hmm. uh, inequity and disparities. How about that? We'll really? do that. Now, ex-HUD official Lynn Patton was fined $1,000 and barred from federal employment for four years for the um, 2020 RNC video that she tricked voters into saying that they support Trump. Like, she was actually working for HUD. She was working for Ben Carson at the time. So, uh, <laughs> the admission came by, uh, uh, by Lynn Patton coming as a part of a civil settlement uh, with the U.S. Office of Special Counsel that bars Patton from holding federal jobs uh, for four years and imposes a uh, $1,000 fine. She's trying to get it overturned but she broke the law, but she wants to get it overturned. But um, she wants she it, it bars you from federal employment for four years. See, when wow. people was going all out for Trump and breaking laws and stuff, they act like they shouldn't be prosecuted for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, they should be. Yes. Oh, and speaking of Ben Carson, um, he plans to launch a new version version of the Boy Scouts called the Little Patriots. <laughs> really? I'm sorry that that's funny to me Yeah, you said it will heavily expose youngsters to the real history of America Now, I don't know what that means exactly But real history is not coming from Ben Carson <laughs> but, At all Yeah, he released a video of what he called a little patriot reciting the Pledge of Allegiance Like, I'm mm. almost like I almost feel like uh, we need to have a committee and, 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 and we need to rule on this. Matter of fact, here's what we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> Kathleen and um, Elias, during this segment, we're going to start doing a, a segment where Elias, we're going to let you judge this. Kathleen and I are really going to go in on, <laughs> on topics like this. Because we need a ruling. We need a ruling about what yeah. we need to do with Ben Carson. Because that little Patriot stuff is going to be... <laughs> It's like it's like creating a little um uh, well I'm not gonna say it but it, it's it, yeah. it's creating a, a mini <laughs> subsidiary hate group in there someplace that's what I that's how I feel about it little patriot yeah, or little patriot or is it a, is it is it um a pop one football team because I would re- I would go with that <laughs> <laughs> you got like little Brady you know like yeah, stuff really, like that. Really. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that dude has something else, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Now, the police raised $73,000 on a GoFundMe for a canine who was shot twice in the line of duty before they admitted that they shot the canine. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, watch oh this thing, my God. They raised $73,705 to cover medical expenses for their canine, Arlo, that dog's name, who was shot twice during a police chase before they admitted that they fired the two shots that hit him. (laughs) I guarantee you, whoever they arrested, they charged them for hurting their dog. Yep. Yep. I guarantee you that happened. (sighs) Now, 
you know, um, the story that that I, I held off on earlier is that, you know, so when the guy rammed his car into to the barricade at U.S. Capitol, the first thing that came on TV is that he was um, he had somehow been affiliated with the Nation of Islam. So I cannot remember the guy's name who went through the whole their hate group that kind of stuff. And I think that whether it's the the center of um, whatever that measures hate groups and stuff, I think black organizations and black folks need to come out with a commission that targets hate groups themselves. Because I think the person who did that story is wrong for pointing the finger at Minister Farrakhan because y'all hate him. That's a hate hate crime to me. So when you start pointing the finger and try to make somebody seem extra scary because they practice a religion, then technically you you are propagating like the whole concept of white supremacy and having the boogeyman or being scared of black people. Because Nation of Islam never did jack to anybody. You have never seen them roll like the Klan or, or anything. There's no black organization on the planet that goes after white people. They may have said some words no. that hurt their feelings, but that's not a dog on hurt, hate crime. They did nothing to you. Hmm. So no. the Nation of Islam finally, what you say? They, they have never done that. You know, they just nev- spoke out. No. And so the Nation of Islam released a statement. And they said that the 25-year-old mentally disturbed man who rammed his car into the barricade at the U.S. Capitol on Friday um, was a, a brother with such great potential. They said the nation released this statement on Tuesday saying that we absolutely disavowed this act that resulted in a senseless loss of life. And um, earlier this week, federal investigators um, said that Green, who had, been, who had suffered from delusions, paranoia, and suicidal thoughts was a disturbed young man who um, perpetrated an isolated act that was not tied to any political cause. So the nation said, the, the Nation of Islam released a statement and said that Green may have acted, uh, may have intended to, um, may have attended a convention in Detroit in February of last year, but our research of our records indicate that he was not a registered mem- member of the Nation of Islam. It appears that in the late summer of September of August, September of 2020, he started a process beginning to study to become a member, but he didn't complete the process according to the um, um, NOI. And um, the statement also hit at the wicked mischaracterization in the media reports trying to tie tragic incidents to the teaching of the Nation of Islam and honorable minister um, that um, the nation said that Green's alleged use of an automatic weapon, which he did not have, um, and the alleged possession of a knife, as reported, violates our teachings. We are taught to hmm. never be the aggressor in the world, um, in world, in word or deed. For Allah hates aggression and is not. Uh, hates aggression that is not with the aggressor, which means that they are taught that if you don't have no aggression towards them, they have none towards you, is what that means in translation. So the Nation of Islam did release a statement, but I, again, believe that there needs to be an organization 
that black folks can identify white folks who are propagating the same hate-mongering against people who are not violent, who are not doing anything to white folks just because they hate one man, and that is Mm. their ministry. We need to be on that. I know a bunch of people in the Nation of Islam, a a bunch of them, and they can't come out and speak for themselves because of the... the, um, of, of people's perception of the nation. They're, they're articulate enough to speak for themselves, but I'm saying I'm not in a nation. But I realize how problematic that is when we shy away from stories and conversations about whether it's the Nation of Islam or, or any other organization that's black that, you know, we remain neutral in these conversations and white folks get to paint pictures because they are actually mm-hmm. painting against black folks and that we need to stand up for um, our people across the board. So I wanted to make sure I, I did that story. I, I remember the story and didn't talk about it much, but the way that marketing of hate against them, they tried to tie him to an organization that he visited. But uh, after all these kids get molested by the Catholic Church, you don't see every time something happened that somebody's a Catholic that we say the pedophile cult of like we don't label <laughs> that church or the pope specifically based upon what in, one individual did or what they do but they do that to black people all the time and i definitely wanted to take time to talk about that you know I, i'm mm-hmm. you know I, I i could pull back from that a little bit but i just wanted to know what you what you thought about that what you and kathleen thought about the whole i i I think it's an excellent idea man it needs to be done Mm -hmm. it needs to be done yeah because man we 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 suffer through this kind of stuff all the time man yeah and i i seriously think not 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 just the organization side of um of tracking this stuff but I think it's across the board because demonizing black people has a soldier get pepper sprayed and pulled a gun on him when he was at a gas station. Like we, we demonize black people and we don't understand why people see black people as threats. And it's just because little things like this keeps cheap chipping away at your humanity towards black people. And then, then you know, I'm not, you know, empathizing too much with the oppressor, but I'm telling you that, there's a reason why a lot of people think like they do. They're bombarded with images and marketing that says black people are dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's for sure. I know. Uh, K- Kathleen, are you there? Kathleen must be in the middle of something, so we won't bug her. <laughs> All right. No, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You, 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 were sil- you were silent on that. I just wanted to know if you have any thoughts on it. Well, you said uh, one. I would just add to it. You said that, that people think black people are dangerous, or they just want to. It, it, I don't think it was ever that people thought we were dangerous. You know, um, just worthy of hatred, or because they've decided that maybe um, whatever the crazy reason is, that it's going to be an all-out attack on black folks, just because. You know, sometimes people attack people because of how they feel about themselves to try and prove that they are, I don't know, to try and prove that that the problem is not them. 
and just right. like a distraction, we will put the attack on these people over here, so much so that we'll make people believe that they deserve it. And now we'll just rally up a whole cry for everybody to attack these people. And right. it's, it's really insane. And it has nothing to do, I don't think, it, it has nothing to do with us being dangerous because if the fear was that we were so dangerous, they would run as opposed to attack. You know, right. it was like, you know they'd say, well, oh, but don't go near them. They're dangerous, you know, but that's not right. the case. It, it, the, it's the exact opposite, actually. They're peace-loving, you know, can't we all get Great along point. loving people just trying to live and be and exist and be as excellent and phenomenal and gorgeous and fantastic as we are. But, oh, no, if we allow them the peace and the space to be that, then the, the truth may come up that that's who they are that they are not dangerous at all and the real danger lies over on the other side. Right. Right. But, right. And so that is the, what you're saying is the truth behind the story. What I'm saying is that that's the picture that everyone likes to paint of black people so that they feel some kind of way, right? So if you look at trials when it comes to police officers, they're constantly, it was kind of like the George Floyd where they're saying, oh yeah, he had drugs in the system, like he had superhuman strength. Or, or Trayvon Martin, who was a doggone teenager, they're like, oh, yeah, um, you know, Zimmerman runs up on him, but he was scared. That's why he shot him. Like, they still use it at the same time. They're not technically scared of them. They use it as a defense because fear is, is like, embedded into this mystical thing about black people. Right, so it allows juries to say, "Well, he could have been scared. They got a hard job. I can see how he was big." Right, George Floyd did not even move or make no gestures towards them, but they keep emphasizing his weight and how big he was because it gives you the impression that they had something to fear. Is all yeah. I'm saying. So we yeah. we don't do anything. You know what I mean? Yes, and it goes back to slavery, right? The big black yeah. buck. The whole, I was um, just thinking the same thing, Kathleen. The same right. exact thing, the big black buck. Yep. Mm. And the same wow. thing that we did about black women as well to make us appear less feminine and not womanly and not this in life, not that. We have no feelings. We have no this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that, that has been the historical description of black people throughout throughout our history in this country, in this right. country, mm. not where we are from. Um, right. But, yeah, so I, I totally agree with you there. But it's just, you know, again, like you were talking about the organization, to not only demystify but demystify the, right. uh, the, uh, the descriptions and adjectives and all of this other nonsense that's used against us. But I but I tell you one thing though, the importance of the organization like you're talking about, Jerome, is just to make sure that the Jesse Jackson voice or opinion is gets equal footing in the news. 
because right. nobody in their right mind believes any of can believe any of this crap, right? It's just right. because that is the narrative that everybody hears that it's just kind of like, you know, okay, well, my grandmother always put the third pancake upside down, so we're still doing, my great-grandmother, <laughs> so we're still doing, putting the third pancake upside down. I'm like, well, why? I don't know. That's what she did. Right. You know, so it's just like the same crap. Well, okay, well, black men are dangerous. Like, well, where'd you get that from? I don't know. Well, you know. Uh, well, Jim Crow said it, and that was just, you know, 7,000 generations ago, so we just believe the same thing until we have, you know, George Floyd and the protests, and, and it was so, so ridiculously obvious that right. this, this man was not doing anything to hurt these four people that were standing mm-hmm. there and had him face down in handcuffs with this man's knee on his neck. Where was the danger? And where was your fear when you were sitting there chewing gum, just hanging out, you know, with your knee on his neck? Where was the fear? It, so it, it makes, it gives the, begs the question, is there ever fear for anybody who dares to ask that question? And answer. Right. Because they're trained to, to, um, question and answer at the same time. So a police officer knows what to say to get him off the hook, right? They're like, oh, I was in fear of my life. And that's a catch-all, right? Like, and then people say stuff like, well, you, you don't really know he could have been. And that's enough to let him off. But it's where we need to revisit the crime bill. Because when they signed that crime bill, they made it so that things that you normally get a ticket for, like, if your side mirror is broken or something, or taillight was broken, they couldn't arrest you for that back in the days. They, you get an appearance ticket or a ticket. But now they're pulling people out of their cars with their guns drawn, right? Hmm. So for really simple stuff, they need to pull that back and tell the police officers, look, if, they're, if they commit a, um, an offense that is a misdemeanor, you cannot ask them to get out of their car. You have to give them a ticket and tell them to appear in court. And I know that this is going to seem really foreign to people, but um, we went. This is just new. This is since like the late. This since the '90s that they've been doing this. But before, they would just give you a ticket, right? They ask for your license, registration. If it's all up to date, they're like, "We're going to give you a ticket for that." They didn't go, "Where are you going? What you got in the car?" Yeah. Do you, do you have a phone on you? Who are you talking to? Like, they didn't get to all of that because it was against the law. It was it was not proper procedure. To You can't be intrusive. You can't go searching for a crime. Like, that's not how yeah. that works. And we need to get back to understanding that people have freedoms because the only people who get to explore those freedoms are white folks. They still don't do that to white people. They use every yeah. trick in the book to antagonize black folks. So I, that's why I think it's important. And, you know, I've done news for a while, and Kathleen, you know, have, you know, you've talked to me about this before, that, you know, it, there's a reason why we translate news, right? It's because we can see news story and we can see them from a different perspective. We cannot continue to look at the world through the eyes of European culture because whether they know it or not, they actually need to go back to journalism school and retrain how they report news. 
Hmm. Right, because they use words and you know adjectives and stuff to describe black people that they do not do for white folks, and sometimes they might be unconscious about it, but it's horrible, and it's creating the climate that that puts them in a position to say that they didn't know. Oh, we need training. Hmm. That's just you know sensitivity training. So did anybody you know, see it, SNL? I still did this on. Did you all did do you this? Did you edit it? Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, did anybody see SNL last night? No, I did not. I didn't either. Ah, okay. So this, this, please watch it. The opening is exactly, exactly what we are talking about right now. Oh and no, it was, just it really. Was, it was very, yeah, it was very, very impressive. Um, and I and I think they've done it before, but not quite like this. And um, it just it spoke volumes. So, and I won't, I won't. Uh, oh no, I no! You can it. tell me, like uh, everybody. This is spoiler alert. You could mute yourself for the next two minutes. Go ahead. What yeah. happened? <laughs> I'm gonna go watch okay, it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'll watch it. Anyway. I do, obviously. So they had the um, the opening. You know, how the opening they do the fun news segment, right? Yeah, the cold opening. So they had the this particular one was a newsroom and on one side was Keel and the and a sister on that side they're the two journalists at the table and on the other side and I don't remember the the actors names that were on the other side right so they were um, one was the host the guest host and then the other one was one of the regulars and so the two on the other side were white and Keenan and um the other young lady were black, and so they're all reporting the news, and they start talking about the um, the Derek Chauvin trial, right? And I know I'm not pronouncing his last name correctly. Somebody just weigh in. Okay. So they're talking about the trial, and it's like, oh yeah, well, um, you know, we see how the blue oil of silence came down. So everybody's yeah, 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 yeah. And it was so obvious what this officer did. All of them, all four of them are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's like, so finally we're going to see justice done in this case. These are the white reporters. And then Keenan and the other like, oh, well, oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> ah! And then like, yeah, so gonna we, you agree that it was obvious, right? All like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know that, and the whole world saw it this time, you know, like in past, I know that, well, yeah, 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 we agree with that. So you obviously know that we'll finally just, it'll be, ah, They sound like me, they sound like me, Kathleen. They sound just like I do on this show. Right, right. So that, you know, and then they would they did like several different stories like that. So like everybody agrees on the facts, but when we get to mm. what the outcome is going to be, the black and the white journalists they were like, no, we're like on two completely different sides <laughs> of where this how this is going to turn out. And they finally mm. saying, well, well, there's got to be one story that we can all agree about. So then they go to Matt Gates. And they're like, well, you know, he did, da, da, da. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he did, da, da, da. yeah, yeah. So finally, he's gonna get put out right. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the black reporter. They're like, ah! uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my oh, night. Still open. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 But I, yeah, but I, I agree wholeheartedly. That we as black folks know, we know that we, the judicial system is what the way it is, and they don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's Rich's sister. You said your mic's yeah. on? Yeah, I was just checking to make sure my mic was still open. But, yeah, my only issue is, like, see, they ain't lying. They have a fear, all right, but it's a fear of color. See, they mm. want to lie and talk about, oh, I fear for my life. No, you fear the color. No, well, the point is, is that they don't really fear us. They use that as an excuse to get off. Right. So if you can prove that you have fear, your defense is nothing that anybody can check. Right. You can't measure somebody's level of fear. It's just an excuse because they don't fear black people because they wouldn't be killing us at such a high rate. They have 12 mm. officers there, but you're going to stick a gun in somebody's face. You don't have no fear. Right. Mm. So when you're when you're rolling with the Klan and you got hoods on and you got 30 people and you, some black dude is in, the, in his house by itself and you burn it down, that's not fear. That's an excuse. No, it's not. All, all we're saying is that in these news stories, it is giving people uh, uh, an excuse to use fear as a reason. And we need to take that away from them. Right? It is not our issue. We're not raising white folks. It is not our issue to change their behavior. But truly what we can do from our side, from our perspective, is we can change the narrative because they keep a narrative on us that they can use an excuse of fear. So, you know, that whole, the whole concept, even of what Titan at Live is doing, I guarantee you the writers who wrote that skit was black. It mm-hmm. tells you what diversity is in Hollywood, because you could tell by how people address stuff that what came from black folks and what came from white folks. And white folks, like, have issues because... They feel like they're being discriminated against when they can't write stuff on behalf of black people. Did you? I don't know if you guys saw this. The guy who's like the, he's not the head writer, but he's like one of the producers of Blackish, I think it is. The white guy, he said, he stepped down. He said, I can't take the storyline any farther. He don't know black people that well. He, he stepped <laughs> down. This was last week. No, seriously. Really? I, I, and I'm sorry I didn't grab that story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because he, he really did the whole article on it. He was like, yeah, black people can go into some parts culturally that you don't understand, even as a writer, even if you're playing. Our sense of humor mm. kind of crosses a little bit. But as far as culturally, like what is acceptable, I thought about doing a skit. skit this, the, um, I was talking to someone this morning and um, she was, uh, we were talking about things that we do culturally uh, that black folks don't do, right? And I said, you know, that that will be a good skit because there are things that we don't do that we all know that we don't do. And I, I'm not going to name any of them just in case I feel like writing something. <laughs> but I think, what's that? I tell you one thing, the police department needs to take that attitude. Would you not, not worry about what, what black people do? Then don't be, <laughs> don't don't right. be police in the area where black people are at. Right, because take that no, I mean, attitude, police department. <laughs> yeah, but that was a that was a part of the counterintelligence program and recruiting black people to work in black communities because 
they don't you don't really know the culture or the lingo you don't know what what's a threat right a black person raising their voice is not a threat that is that's that's sunday <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> right yeah right about to right up there evaluations to figure that stuff out hey. <laughs> hey. black person's like did you see that He's not yelling at you. He's asking you, did you see that? <laughs> with a heightenedness. With a heightenedness. See, y'all call it aggressiveness. It's a heightenedness. Is it, mm-hmm. is it aggressive to the people who don't, who are not around black people? <laughs> it's like, <"Huh>, what? Really? <laughs> and pearls and stuff. You're like, wait, wait, what? Like, what is that stuff? Yeah. I wish more, I wish white officers would take that attitude. No, no, I don't. And black people. Get no, I don't. Take the attitude of knowing, take the attitude that you don't know black people and let it go. All right, you know, I know we only have, yeah, I know we only have a few minutes later. I left, but I just want to say this story really quickly. Congress is holding a historic vote on slavery reparations bill next week, and they said that um, they they um, the House Judiciary Committee, led by um, um, Nadler. Um, the Democrat for New York said that they will consider a bill to study the issue of reparations. I don't know what that means, but they don't need to do no more studying. Black people need really? reparations. I'm out. Oh, okay. So let me just share that the last the last story on SNL last night was reparations, right? And everybody talked uh-huh. about that. And then when it got to the end, and the black reporters were like, "Yeah, we for reparations," the white reporters were like, "Ah." That's the only way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> now that's pretty good. <laughs> I told you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well. All right, I, I came on just to talk about, and we could do maybe, and hopefully I can join you guys next week. I came on just to talk about the Isley Brothers versus. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire on Versus TV. I so I just wanted to talk about how phenomenal that was, but you know maybe we could get to that another day. No, no, we You're need to talk. About I know we only yeah. have a minute we'll left. Go ahead, Elias. Yeah, yeah, we only got like a minute left. But Kathleen, please come back next week. We'll talk about it most definitely. Yeah, All right. we, just, we need to do that. Versus yeah, was definitely. Was it? I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, I heard okay. about it, but I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm going to have to watch it on YouTube. Please, we didn't see it. Let's, please. Go Let's go on the record, Elias. Who you got? <laughs> you know what, man? Ooh, that's a tough one there. That is. Because I'm an Earth, Wind, and Fire fan, but I just, oh, man. For the love of you and all the, oh, yeah, hey, man, I, it's a tough one. But I'm going to have to watch it and see. Okay, okay. Yeah, Kathleen, you got to hit us up on that one. Um, all next, right. Next do it. Okay. All right, I'll see you guys next week. All right, see you next week. All right. Have a blessed week, everybody. Take care. <laughs>